Oh, I think we're live, everybody. We're live Ooh. on Facebook. Once again, we are a two-week hiatus <laughs> for multiple reasons, but hey, it is what it is. Welcome it's to my the fault. Four Guys Rock. Oh, uh, we, we got to blame somebody. Welcome <laughs> to the Four Guys Rock Table Show, as always. Um, brought to you by me. No, we're kidding. <laughs> it's me, <laughs> Joe. Right. We're with Darth Paddock, Coach Jeremy. Ah, oh, this be silly tonight. It's, it's, a, it's a good Saturday night. So should we start it off with a major announcement? Oh. Saturday night's all right for fighting. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. I'm coming over to your house, big guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, please yeah. tell me your surgery did not work and you're having another kid because I will fall <laughs> off this chair right now. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't know. We got. I got. I got to schedule. I got to schedule a uh, uh, an appointment to go drop off a sample. So you know, make sure they. Uh, they're not swimming around anymore. Which, yeah, which I don't know. Did I? I don't know if I told you guys about this at any point in time. But it's uh -oh. not like I thought it would be to drop off a sample. Like you don't. It's not like a sperm bank where you go in there and you do the do your whack in a mole, do whack a mole in the you know in a room with some <laughs> porno magazines or something like that. No, it's a home. It's a home kit. <laughs> you do your business at home. Squirt it into the cup. And then within an hour, you must deliver that sample to the place for them to, uh, to the lab for well, them to examine it. Just well, that makes perfect sounds. They don't want you around. <laughs> I mean, maybe what the hell is this pervert doing? <laughs> I mean, think of it this way. You, you don't got to watch a porn you don't want to. You can either go on YouPorn or RedTube and watch whatever you want. <laughs> RedTube. And then, you know. <laughs> I'm going to check that out. No, I'm just <laughs> Watch whatever one you want to watch on your phone or tablet for free. And take care of business and send it in. There you go. <laughs> it all works True. Out. yeah like i had no idea but it was interesting they're like okay you're gonna call this place you're gonna make an appointment and then you'll go drop off your sample i'm like okay good because i was not no lie no, no offense but i was just like i might feel a little uncomfortable going in there and having to do that with knowing the nurses know what you're going in there to do <laughs> <laughs> like oh, man. okay here you you dirty pet Pervert, go here. Here's your magazine. Go do whack it. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I'll be a smart ass. Just walk out of his mouth. Here you go. Here you go. There's a, here's with a little bit sample. Of, with just wait, a little wait. bit dripping on the <laughs> coming out the side, dripping off the cup. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot to clean up afterwards. I mean, you know, let's just be honest. There's just some situations which are, you know, they're just, they're just embarrassing. It doesn't matter what you're in for. Like when I had to go in, you know, for uh, my surgery, you know. And, yeah, they're telling me, you know, okay, so, you know, just, uh, you know, strip down and then, you know, put the, you know, completely and, you know, get the gown on and then let us know when you're done. And I'm just going to myself like, yeah, it's always <laughs> pleasant feeling to be told to do that by somebody you just met. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very true. Very Especially true. when they hand me a hospital gown that wasn't fully tied up properly. So I had it stand there for like, you know. <laughs> for like five minutes figuring out why it wasn't tied and retying it myself oh i told you mine didn't even tie in the back they're like no nah, that's okay i was like okay i'll just stand here with my ass hanging out all right well <laughs> yeah. i'm not sure i can't remember if mine did or either but it was basically it was like yeah as soon as you're done everything you know get on the get, get on the, the bed so it was like all right you want me to <laughs> was, make my a, booty shake for I, you I, 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 so i wasn't so concerned about that part i was just I guess concerned about having a damn gown that was gonna like fall off the moment I put it on and be like, okay, that's great. <laughs> uh, fun, fun times going to the hospital for surgeries and shit. Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah, it's 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 uh something I uh, anticipate doing many times again in my life. You know, it's funny. I, I remember being sixteen, and you know, when you're sixteen, and at least this is the way it was in Pennsylvania. I don't know how it is anymore, but you had to go physical for your to get your driver's license. Like you had to go take a physical. You know, I had to do that right. when I I think I did. Yeah, I can't remember if I had to do that. I think I think I did. I mean, that's I remember. it was either that or sports. I just remember I had to go sports and I had, did, to, yeah. I had to, I remember, maybe I'm thinking about my sports physical. Maybe it was my physical for my sports, but I just remember having to go there. I went with my dad cause I couldn't drive yet. And, uh, you had to pee in a cup. And of course I had never done that cause what kid, most kids at that age do not have to pee in a cup at any point in time. So like trying to figure out like how do i do this and not piss on myself <laughs> <laughs> it's always a challenge which, which happened anyways i was like oh god damn it <laughs> like son of a bitch um but yeah but uh and then of course you know you go into the doctor's office and it's like okay drop them and that's your first experience with somebody else usually somebody else touching your junk and uh that was quite uncomfortable but to have to go in there for what i went in there for and have the doctor just be like, okay, drop them. I'm like, okay, here you go. Here's my stuff. Check it out, man. And then have a lady check my incisions after I went back like two weeks later. They check your incisions, make everything's healing. Okay. She's like, oh, this is healing great. You look great. I'm like, thanks. Thanks, thanks a lot. <laughs> I appreciate your approval. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. And uh, what, what, what are you doing? <laughs> she was a little old for my taste but uh how you doing well, the fact okay. that i'm married you, you didn't provide that crucial piece of context did you? i mean she wasn't really old she was only she was only like in her 50s so she wasn't super old just old older for my taste yeah in her 50s kind of funny because all three of us now are in our early 40s per se so it's kind of weird to say that yeah. Oh, they were in their fifties, which <laughs> is not too far away from where the fuck we are right now. Yeah, that's funny. All right, so we do it's have an funny. announcement. Um, oh, and it's yes. and it's not a bad announcement. It's just a, we're going to have a little change. We are still going to be the four guys roundtable show, but we're only going to be three people because our dear friend AJ Nitro has decided to step away uh, from the podcast and uh, you know just kind of chill and do his thing, which. We completely endorse and we we're happy that he's uh, made a decision, you know, and, and he informed us all uh, last week, which is kind of another reason why we kind of weren't here either, um, trying to figure everything out and that. Yeah. But uh, we're excited for him and to do whatever he's going to do. And he might be back here and there occasionally to especially if we do a, like a whole wrestling uh, episode, uh, you know, where he can definitely lend his expertise or if we, you know, uh, do a live. Alex. Yeah. Yeah, like if we do a, yep, if we do a live SummerSlam like we've been doing, because we do want to continue those. We like to talk about the pay-per-views as they're happening and make fun of them and um, you know, call good matches and stuff like that. So it's always fun. But uh yeah, we'll so, if you, do so if you tuned no in what. to listen to AJ Nitro at any point in time, I do apologize, but uh he has uh left the show at this point in time. But hopefully you continue to watch just for our retardedness. Oops, for our stupidity. Um <laughs> Sorry, my daughter. My daughter, correct, sir. Yes, if my daughter was watching, she'd probably be like, "Dad, I hate when you say that word." <laughs> Which daughter? My daughter, my oldest daughter. Okay. She's curious. very, she's very politically correct. She likes to be very politically correct, especially in the teaching industry. She's got a, she's very, like, PC to the T. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know. Well, yeah, she's got to be. She, but. 
if she's watching, I'm going to say this. She needs to loosen up a little bit and relax. <laughs> uh-huh. can't believe you'd say that about her. <laughs> I said it to her face, too, so it's not like it's any new news to her. <laughs> Do not listen to your father on this one, please. What is it now, too, that she's at that age where it's like, you're an adult now, so I'm going to talk to you like an adult? <laughs> no. Uh. I still talk to her like she's my kid. Yeah. Yes, I treat I her like an adult, but I, she's still my kid, so I'll always give her words of advice and stuff like that if I have something that I think is of value to her. I'm for, I'm 40 years old, and my parents still talk to me like I'm a kid. Yeah, my you know, parents I, don't do that anymore. Thank God. I, I have a question for you guys. and this might So this question or topic might be more geared towards Jeremy than Pat, per se, since he just mentioned that. But um, and this might be the age of the different ages of our parents. But right now, I feel like I have to talk to my parents. Like I talk to my son. Mm. Like I feel like, I feel like my parents, like, so my dad's 78 and my mom is 70. But there's times where like, I have to show them something or talk to them or like I'm arguing with them for no apparent reason but i feel like i'm i feel like i'm was talking to my son when he was like eight or nine and like he's not just he's not just he's just not grasping the concept of what i'm trying to tell him try to show him try to talk to him about and i'm just like why is this a role reversal like i'm i'm talking to my kid like he's a kid but i'm talking to my parents like they're kids now like what it, like, it's 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 insane it's insane. I, I don't get it. I don't know if anyone else is going through this. I don't know if it's just me or just my crazy parents. I, I have no idea. I don't know if it's the age of my parents. I have no clue. This well, is what with, I'm dealing with right now. With, with me, I can tell you, I always use my parents of just never listening to anything that I say. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's why when I, you know, talk at them, is you know, oftentimes shouting is involved. Um, uh, uh, colorful language. <laughs> same, Are same. You fucking listen to a goddamn fucking thing I'm saying. Uh, and it's, it's like, it's, I, it's, and it's, I don't want to do hey, that hey, either. You're, 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 you're I feel bad. It's 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 sometimes not very far off from that, and there's a reason for that. My mother hates it when I swear. I don't know why she hasn't gotten it through her head that before I talk, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm in my well, 40s now. It's never changing. We raised you in the church there, sir, and you better talk like you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not that so much, but it's like, you know, what I have found is that she tends to um, hear what I say when I swear. <laughs> but no other time. Or she at least reacts when I swear. So to me, that's kind of like sending a message to me that's like, oh, okay, so you're listening now, aren't you? <laughs> Does she then call you by your whole name, Patrick, whatever, Depew? No, I can't even remember the last time they did something like that. <laughs> that's, that's how you always knew you were in like severe trouble when they used the middle yeah. name. You're like, oh, shit, what the hell did I do now? Yeah, I haven't, yeah. I haven't heard either one of my parents say the full name in a long time. I'll have to ask my sister if she's done that <laughs> to uh, my nieces or nephews anytime. Uh, I'll tell it to my son. Um, oh yeah. Times. <laughs> Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, she she probably has done it, but just like first and middle name, like she won't also say their last name. You know, so it'd be like Felicity Jane. You know, 
And, I've done uh, both. Yeah. So. Depends how pissed off I am. Yeah. It's funny, like <laughs> with my with my son, I don't know where and why I started. Well, I don't know why I started doing this, but all of a sudden I started when he's when he's not listening. I'm like, like boy, you better listen to what the hell I'm saying right now, or I'll call him son. Listen here, son. <laughs> like I don't know why. It's just random shit that just <laughs> pops in your head. And you just say it. My wife even looked at me. She's like, "Did you just call him son?" <laughs> I'm like, um, "Yeah, I don't know." <laughs> I brought you into this world, and I can take you out. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. I have not had to do that with my parents. I've said that. To, I've said it to my son before. He was like, "What?" And I was like, <laughs> "You don't understand, but I understand it." Just, I'm, I'm still mad at you. Stop, <laughs> stop yeah. questioning me, damn it! Like I'm but, talking yeah. for me right now, damn it. But yeah, I haven't I haven't had to do that with my parents yet. Kind of talk to them like children. Uh, I'm so I'm gonna guess it's an age thing because my parents are just gonna turn sixty five this year. So I mean, be... my, my my dad is approaching seventy two. My mother's seventy now. So yeah, uh, my yeah. dad also you know has hearing issues. So like he has to wear hearing aids. So and I don't think his memory works as well as it once did because i know there's things i've told him about before that he's like asking me again uh my dad does that now or various shit like that or like uh this morning uh i had to once again explain to my mother the way that prime video actually works (laughs) she was she was she was wanting to watch something through like the amazon prime video app through the one blu-ray player Mm mm-hmm uh, and she's like, it's coming out, you gotta subscribe. And I'm like, I'm up here trying to pack, you know, do, <laughs> do, do, do shit like that. And she just like keeps like texting me, and I'm just like, Aww. like, mom, I'm folding my underwear, leave me alone. <laughs> I wasn't doing that. So I finally go downstairs, and I'm just like, what's the problem? And she explains to me, and so I'm like, okay, this is the program you wanna watch? She's like, yeah. I go, okay, uh huh, uh huh, yeah, all right, mom. You see this program, two programs down? Notice how in the upper little left-hand corner, it has that little prime banner? Do you see that little prime banner on the program that you want to watch? <laughs> that means it's not through prime, meaning that you can just watch it for free. I've explained this to you before. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, so I bought, so my parents moved from their other apartment, their old apartment, to a new apartment, which is, an, I don't want to say unfortunately, but it's the apartment complex right next to ours. But anyway, that it's a nicer cool. setup. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a nicer setup, so on, so on. It's better off for them, put it that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. But I bought them a, a fire stick, right? Because um, we have uh, our setup at, that I have is 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 through Amazon. You know, I have the Echoes and stuff like that. I have a fire TV that I got on Black Friday a couple of years ago. So we use all the Amazon stuff, right? So I got him a fire stick. Uh, it was on sale. So I got it for him because, you know, I'm originally from Chicago. So my parents watched baseball. They both, they watched the Cubs and the White Sox. So I have a MLB extra innings um, uh, uh, account, right? So I buy the fire stick for him. I set it up. I show them. I was like, I look at my dad. He's, I'm like, you're not going to remember what the hell I'm telling you. And I'm showing it to him. And, and I look at my mom. I'm like, you usually are better off with this. I said, can you pay attention as well? So it's like I have two seven-year-olds sitting on the couch, talking to them like they're five-year-olds, showing them how to do this. And it's like, click, 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 done. 
maybe another click, but still done. He calls me last week. So um, I have a question for you. So I pressed the input button on the one remote and I went to <laughs> HDMI one. And I pressed the center button on the, 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 the other controller for the, the fire stick thingy. Nothing's happening. I'm like completely nothing. <laughs> nope. It says no connection. And I'm like, I was going to ask him, you know what? Unplug it from the TV and plug it back in. And I'm thinking to myself, nope, not even going to attempt that because something else would break. <laughs> I was like, I'll be over there on the weekend to fix this. I go over there. It's unplugged. I'm like, was this moved? Oh, I moved the TV because the TV, they have like the stand. You can, you can swivel it. So I guess he swiveled it because I noticed the TV was like all jacked. He swiveled it and the way the core got caught on the, the TV stand thing and it, and it unplugged the power, the, the power adapter for it. And I'm like, <laughs> why is the TV so jacked up? First off, well, I need to see it. I'm like, did you have to move it? Like you were, you were like moving the furniture and you just decided to move jack the whole TV. So I refixed the TV. I'm like, what? Like this is how it should be. So I had to plug it back in and I'm like, now do as I told you the first time. Oh, there it is. Okay, good. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Oh, that's this is, funny. this is my, my dad will randomly call me. Um, can't get into the website. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, so because of my parents have Android phones, they, they, uh, they'll like video chat me on duo. And mm. uh, my dad, you know, Sometimes he can figure out, he remembers how to press the button to turn the camera around. Sometimes he doesn't, he just turns the phone around. He's like, can you see this? What can you see? It's like, oh my God. I told my son, I'm like, listen, you're 12. I said, I'm giving Nana Papa two more years of my sanity. I said, and I'm going to tell Papa that anytime he needs something, he's calling you. He's going to duo you, FaceTime you, because I ain't dealing with it anymore. <laughs> and he, goes to me, he's, he goes to me, no, I'm not. I was like, oh, yes, you are. <laughs> I'm not helping him anymore. You can help Nana pop up. It's your you job now. Choice, boy. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I used to get those calls from my dad, but they've had, now that they've had a computer for so long and and stuff like that, he doesn't seem to have those technical issues anymore. He actually has to teach me how to use his TV because they've got way more controllers than I do. I have one controller that does everything. They have like six controllers for their TVs anymore. Yeah, I, a little I ridiculous. Have, <laughs> I, I legit have two. I only need two, and just because of my setup. But I mean, wow, six controllers, Jesus God. Yeah. Well, let's see. Let's see. In uh, the one room, we have we got the cable box remote. We got the TV remote. We got the Roku remote. We've got an old Roku remote, which doesn't work, which I don't know why we haven't thrown it away. <laughs> There's supposed to be a remote for the Blu-ray player, which we can currently cannot find. And while we were looking for that remote, I found this universal remote that I bought for myself a couple of years ago, which I did program with everything that's there. And I was like, I wondered where this thing had gotten to. And it was like down and like inside like the couch cushions, of course, you know. <laughs> but yeah, my dad has become adept at navigating the stuff and he knows how to get to the Roku and 
you know, especially because, yeah, I, we have the MLB. I have MLB TV and I found that it works a lot better through the Roku than through the smart app through the television itself. Because I have like you know the TV that has like the apps on it and everything. Yeah, yeah, smart TVs. Yeah, some of those things do work better through the actual thing than because the smart TVs as nice as they are, their Wi-Fi is not Ooh. always very good. It's, sometimes it's pretty shitty. Yeah, this yeah, TV isn't old. This TV is not any more than three years old, but it just it's like it was very laggy when we tried to do it through there. So I'm just like, you know what, Dad? I'm pretty sure the Roku's got the MLB TV app too. Let's try it through there, and we did, and worked so much better. And we're like, well, we know what that means stick it here um but, but he yeah. can like pretty much navigate all that stuff and everything my mother that was still just completely helpless she just always has that how do i get it through there how do i do this and i'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so it's it's, it's funny me, i said let me show you let me show you this is the television remote <laughs> You want, Dude, you, you gotta want. get one of those printer things where you like punch in the like the, the uh, black, remember the old the old black tape that you could punch in the letters to and then stick yeah. it on the remote TV. Yeah. The the label makers, <laughs> the label yeah, makers. yeah, the old label makers. <laughs> Sweet. If you want to switch it to the Roku so you can watch the new Outlander episode before it hits the television tonight, which was what happened with the last season of Outlander. Uh, so you know. You need to first use this remote to change the input from the television or the cable box, rather, to the Roku player. Okay. Then, once you're in the Roku player input, <laughs> then you use the Roku remote to navigate to the Stars app. Pat's going to get like 90 calls from his mom once he moves out <laughs> to be like, Patrick, I can't oh, get the Roku to turn on. <laughs> Well, You're going to feel thing. my pain, Patrick. <laughs> the, the, the good thing about that is, is that, you know, I'm not going to have a home phone at the apartment. So just be my cell phone. And I keep my cell phone on silent. I'm sorry. I it, I didn't feel it buzz. It was next. It was on the <laughs> nightstand. I'm sorry. I'll, 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 I'll never know when it rings unless I'm looking right at it. <laughs> yeah, I Except made it easy. I'm not going to be, I'm not gonna be staring right at my phone waiting for them to call. <laughs> I, I made it kind of easy for my 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 dad when he comes over uh to my place because well i just made it easy for everybody at my house because the fire tv i got have the echo and the echo works with the fire tv so i'm just like alexa turn on fire tv okay boom turns on my tv alexa switch to game console okay switches the game console for me i was like sweet i don't care how lazy this seems i set it up this way and i'm going to continue to use this shit <laughs> well, yeah. it's not so much about how lazy you seem in that instance it's more along the lines of they're listening to you yeah they're whatever you. you can listen to me all they want yes i'm not gonna alexa, get much i they can they can they can record all the time as i ask alexa their dirty things too if they want to <laughs> I mean, I gotta make make an excitement out of that. Whoever's listening out there, yeah, we uh, oh, good. it's it's very interesting. Like randomly, we don't even say anything, and she'll just come on and start telling us something, like about the weather or something. Do 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 do. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, is she possessed the, or something like that? The temperature, <laughs> the temperature at the present moment is 83 degrees Fahrenheit, but with the current humidity levels. The heat index makes it feel like it's 120. <laughs> I know it was I've said very like, humid today. I know I've said like oh, Lexi one time. Like, <laughs> I've said Lexi one time, just to kind of test it out and like see words 
that have like that may sound like Alexa and it still some some of the words I've used, you know, triggers it to 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 start like the blue ring around that glows and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, would you like to chat with me today? <laughs> well, it's funny because like if you program it, like if you have a profile and you say, thank you, Alexa, uh, it'll say, you're welcome, Jeremy, or you're welcome, so-and-so. <laughs> yeah. My wife tries to do it. She doesn't have a profile. She's like, it doesn't say my name. It's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, my wife gets, my wife gets pissed off. My name. <laughs> My wife gets pissed off sometimes. She's like, this goddamn thing isn't working for me. I was like, well, if you were nicer to her, she would work for you. <laughs> she gives me the evil eye. I'm just kind of like, just saying. <laughs> then I'm like, Alexa, can you turn on Fire TV, please? She turns it on. I'm like, see, all you had to do is say please, and I just walk away. <laughs> and I get the stink eye. It's fucking great. While your wife is planning how to slowly poison you to death. <laughs> yeah, probably. We'll know if his if his beard starts falling, his beard hair starts falling out. We know there's a problem. <laughs> when you see patches and it looks really weird, Guys, Joe, get out of the house now. I, I'm not feeling good today. Just not. Uh, my stomach. I got the poopers. I don't know what's going on. Oh God. Oh man. So today was an interesting day. Um, drove in, uh, took my lawnmower to a lawnmower, lawnmower repair place because uh, it doesn't want to freaking start. And the guy's like, yeah, that's probably the carburetor's probably like all gummed up and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, here, let me show you what they look like. He pulls out this. He's like, and they're all goddamn. He's like, they're all freaking plastic now. He's like, it's so uh -huh. sad. He's like, they're so cheap. I'm like, well, that's how they make more money. You know, they put cheap plastic parts in and charge it the same amount. Good old capitalism. Um but uh, so I did that, and then I came home, you know, did the vacuum, and I told the kids I got a vacuum before we can go on our nature hike because my son has been like begging me. He's like, I want to go, and I want to go on a hike. I'm like, okay, buddy, we'll go on a hike. And I and I like being outside. I like being outside, walking trails in the woods. Like that is like my freaking, that. you know, that's my getaway. Like if I could just go sit in the woods every weekend and like for an hour, a couple hours, like I would be in heaven, like between that and sitting outside in my, next to my fire pit and just having a nice little fire going like that, that just relaxes me after like a long week. So we go on a nature hike and man, it's a good thing we were in the woods because it does block a lot of the heat and stuff like that. But man, was it freaking humid as hell? Like it was 80 degrees and like 80 some percent humidity it was like Bleh. so See, i don't miss i don't miss that at all that humidity up there in pennsylvania it's, it's ridiculous yeah it's it sucks but uh but it, it was nice like we got outside they the kids loved it we were walking uh by monocacy creek um right down near near where your old house okay. was in, in uh in bethlehem there not too far from where you used to live, uh, yeah. you know, walking that, walking along, along the Creek and, you know, enjoying the woods and the kids loved it. They were throwing sticks and stones in the river, you know, in the Creek and stuff like that. Like kids should be <laughs> yeah. doing. Uh, they were excited to see like ducks, you know, waddling down the Creek and gooses and uh, <coughs> squirrels. And we saw a couple deer. Um, there were some kids that was, I thought it was pretty funny. There were some kids, somebody must've hung up a rope swing at some point in time, like over one of like the few deep areas in that Creek. And, gotcha. uh, th these kids were, uh, trying to get out to the rope swing. And one of the kids was like, man, he's like, it's, it's cold. I said, and it always will be. He's like, really? I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I said, you're, you're, yeah, you're in a Creek. It's constantly moving. You're not 
really going to see this. You're not even standing in the same water you were 30 seconds ago. You know, he's like, oh. <laughs> Newsflash, buddy. <laughs> oh, boy. What, are we, boy. what are we teaching these children today? Even I yeah. understand the- even I understood the concept of the way that rivers and creeks flow. <laughs> Just now, though, to... right? <laughs> just kidding. I used to like I used to like going to Minoxkew. There's there was times when I was younger, I would just go there by myself, just to kind of I don't know, decompress, just get away um, from things. It's just a nice area to kind of just walk around and stuff. Yeah, it's it's quiet. It was sure. pe- it's peaceful. Though I did see one couple, and you know, it's none of my business. But when I'm walking with my kids. And I see two have people their like hands on each other's pants. No, um, not that, <laughs> not that indecent. And it wasn't that they were being indecent. I just think they were, for my comfort level, like me and wife are not very big PDA. Like we'll give kisses or hugs in public. Like that's about it. But some people go much more than that. And you know, to they each their own. That's fine. They? Well. They were sitting on a bench, and I don't know if you remember how small these like little benches that they have set up. They're not; yeah. they're like about the size of a two by four wide. Like they're not very wide, <laughs> and they're both sitting on no. it. They're facing each other, and their legs are wrapped around each other. Ooh. And, and I'm like, okay. And they're smoking something. I had no idea what they were smoking. Like I couldn't tell. And you know, my youngest daughter, she's like, oh, they were whatever they were smoking. They were passing it back and forth. I'm like, oh. Okay. <laughs> Maybe they were vaping. Yeah. Could be vaping. I mean, no, if it was were... marijuana, you really would have fucking known if it was marijuana. No, I didn't smell any marijuana, so I'm pretty sure it vaping. wasn't that. But I was just like, oh, okay. And I was just like, oh, all right. That makes sense. But it was just like, it was just uncomfortable. I'm like, I feel like we're not supposed to be here right now because they're going to try and do something more than just kissing, you know, tongue. I'm like, I feel like they're maybe Uh-oh. doing, we're getting ready for something else here in this public area of <laughs> Monocacy <laughs> Creek <laughs> nature walk. I'm like, hmm. they were passing around the uh, vape stick until you guys walked by so they can pass around something else. Well, it was just weird because like, it was weird because like, I couldn't see the trail, like where the bench was sitting and where they were, they were blocking the trail on the other side. So I'm like, does the trail end here? I'm like, what the hell? Like, I can't see the other side. And like, I like stuck my head around and I'm like, Oh, there it is. So I think, like, okay, come on kids, let's go. And then all of a sudden they're like giggling. I'm like, what the hell? So I'm like, you guys are weird, like weird people, <laughs> like right here. Young people being young people. No, they were not young people being young people. They were older. Oh, than they weren't young. I'm pretty sure that the lady and gentleman were older than I was. <laughs> Holy shit, they were. They were. Yeah. And if they weren't, they definitely. If they if they weren't, they definitely looked older than me. <laughs> oh, they were. They were having some. They were reminiscing about their times when they were in their early twenties, I guess. But my favorite, my favorite thing that happened today. Well, I shouldn't say my favorite thing. My favorite thing that wasn't my kids that happened today, and all the things that they were getting to experience on that walk, is there was two gentlemen. One was fishing, and I think the other one just got done fishing. And he's talking to this gentleman, and he goes, and this was just the weirdest thing. So this guy's got. Uh, a goatee like like Darth Pat, and it's completely white. His hair is completely white. And the guy goes, man, you don't look a day over 25. I was like, really? Sweet. <laughs> like, That's really, sir? Ever. And he goes, yeah, I get that a lot. I was like, you do not get that a lot. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Nobody's telling you you look 25, you fucker. <laughs> With that white hair, all that white hair. Mm. Especially after he said he was married for 50 years to his wife. I'm like, nobody's yeah, telling you you look one. like you're 25. Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, I'll say yeah. this. I'll say this. He definitely did not look like he was in his 70s 
or close to 70. He definitely looked like he could be 50s, like mid-50s. So I will say yeah. he did look younger than what he actually was. But he sure yeah. the hell did not look 25. <laughs> yeah, he had some good genes there if you looked that, yeah. if you looked that old. So that was just age that was the funniest thing I saw or heard today. I was like, whoa, okay. But yeah, my daughter kind of freaked out. It was kind of funny. There's a part on that trail where you um, you can walk over the bridge. Like there's that uh, the the railroad track bridge. And oh, you can yes, walk yes. under it or you can go up and around and walk down to the other side of the trail. And I was like, oh, we'll just go under it. So we go under it and she's like, oh, this is weird. This is people eat down here because you could see like the McDonald's oh. bags and shit. Like people just leave their garbage there. And I was like, yeah, it's a little weird. And then we come back. She's like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I was like, well, how are you going to get up to the other side? There's no trail to to go up on the side that we were on when we were coming back. She's like, I don't want to walk under. I was like, just walk under. It'll be fine. And we're walking under the second time. I'm like, it's like, it smells like liquor down here. It's like, <laughs> it's like smells it's like got the bourbon and whiskey. So somebody's, somebody's been drinking a lot of booze down here. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Probably. Most definitely. So we, uh, so our, uh, we went to King's Dominion the other day. Yeah, I saw. How was that? It was fun. It was fun. It's a nice park. Um, like if you had to tell me, if you had to give me an option of like, I don't know, Hershey Park, Bush Gardens, and King's Dominion, I would probably pick one of the other two over King's Dominion. It's a nice mm-hmm. park overall. It's a clean park. Uh, one of the one of the bummers to it is that uh, the Intimidator, which is the one that's like they're tall one that goes straight up and then straight down. okay um it was working when we got there and we went on this roller coaster and i cannot remember the name of it but uh first uh before we were going to go on it so after we get off that roller coaster was an indoor roller coaster which was really cool uh, we went over to intimidator and there was like people going in line but then people coming off and we're like what the hell's going on and then we heard there was a lady saying it was like oh well you can get in line if you want to but they're doing they're 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 doing some maintenance because something's not you know driving properly i'm like all right so we're like we'll come back so we come back still not working then it was working then it's not working um i was like god damn it so they completely shut it down then for the day so we didn't go on the intimidator we went on every other roller coaster except for the intimidator and they had one of those um if you remember jeremy one when um AJ got married. We went to the amusement park, right? Yes, yes, yes. So remember the roller coaster, the the hybrid wood one that Mickey lost his wallet on? Oh, yeah, shit, yes. So they have one of those at King's Dominion. Yeah, I think it was Revenge of something, I think. I can't remember. Something like that. So they have one like that, similar track layout, but a little bit different as well. So like, I was super stoked to go on that. We all were. We go there, that one's not working. I was like, oh. Oh, you got fucking kidding me. So the two roller coasters <laughs> I want to go on the most were not working that day. But all the other ones were cool. And the one thing I, I will say, maybe maybe it's I'm nitpicking, maybe not. But the okay. roller coasters they had there were well, I remember like kind of old school. They were older ones. I will tell you, there was two of them that I sat in that I struggled to sit in like i'm talking like i couldn't i had to cross my legs per se in hmm. front of me to feel comfortable because of being six two and trying to fit in there and there was the the one ride it's kind of like a it's a it's a cool roller coaster you're like in a car and it was like a um 
a, a roller coaster kind of like a, a like a Hollywood scene, like stunt roller coaster per se, where you go up and there's like a helicopter shooting at you and shit like that and some other stuff. But when you sit in there and the way you sit, I'm gonna be honest, my balls got squished. Like I was fucking <laughs> like my shit was squished. Like I, I sat in there, I sat down and I got in, and I was like, oh, just the seat. What the fuck? And I'm sitting there and and I'm like, and the, the one dude is looking at me. He's like, kind of shook his head, like, yep, I know what you're going through, buddy. Cause he was talking, I, I was like, God damn. I'm sitting, I got, I was like, I was like doing this. I couldn't get comfortable. And I'm like, oh my God. So I was like, screw this. I, I went down and I was like, just moving my shit around in front of everybody. <laughs> I don't care who sees me move my balls. <laughs> don't care. Like, I was, it was like, I was squished. It was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Almost bad. That's almost how I looked. It was very close. That was a very good reenaction. But yeah, some of the roller coasters, man. I was I felt like I was too big for the fucking seats, like too tall, or whatnot for them. I was I was struggling to uh fit in, especially some of the, the wooden roller coasters. I just like felt like my knees were like in my chest and shit. Yeah. Overall, though, it was fun. It was it was it was a fun time. The I mean, indoor I, roller coaster I, I, was pretty dope though. I yes. I've run I've run I've run into those issues over the years. Um shit um last time i was at hershey park which god damn it probably was 20 over 20 years ago now there were one or two of the roller coasters where i didn't feel like i fit great and probably the comet would be one of them that's an old ass roller coaster with an old ass train i don't remember if comet was one of them uh because you know um yeah I, i'm just, i'm struggling to remember now uh the one time I went to Six Flags Great Adventure, went on Batman the Ride, uh, mm. you know, like one of the ones where it's like, you know, an over the shoulder harness and everything. When they sh- shoved that thing down, I, think I would remember going, <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> um, the last time I went on Space Mountain at Disney World was 2007 uh, when we were there again in 2017. I didn't tr- even think about it because, um, this, Space Mountain's big thing of being like, you know, a dark indoor roller coaster and everything. Um, you know, it moves through through some tight spaces and, and everything like that. And it's the the cars are just not for tall people. Again, this doesn't have anything to do with my weight. Probably doesn't help. Um, but this was really all height because I went out with my sister, my younger sister, and I'm like getting onto it, grab the thing, pull it up. It only came up about as far as like my inner thighs. And, you're good no problem don't worry about it and you're it's, right <laughs> and it was it was very much pressed into them and if you've ever been on space mountain you'll know yep that all it does is twists and turns and everything so every twist and turn i was in pain because <laughs> the yep. thing just immediately going right, right down, and, you know just <laughs> digging into me so I didn't even try to go on that again, and I have a feeling I probably never will again unless they like make the cars bigger. Because, uh, well, yeah, now, I would. And now that I weigh more too, I, I'm pretty sure it won't be good. And then, you know, the Avatar ride, like the main Avatar ride, I couldn't fit into the thing because it's like you're sitting on what amounts to like a stationary bike, and again, it's not really for for tall people. You have to be able to get your legs back in such a way that they can like close these restraints on them. 
hmm. you know, it's like it's like it's like you know you're simulating flying in one of those things from the movie. I don't know if you uh, remember okay. the movie and everything. Yeah. Uh, so you have to be able to put your legs back far enough that like you know they can secure your legs in the restraints so that like you know you know like you feel the ride, I guess you could say, and everything. You're gonna uh, feel the ride. <laughs> but, then, but then also it's like your legs have to like like the the, the bike. You know, it has like the you know, handles and everything, so it has like this like top piece, which you know your legs also have to be able to fit under. Well, the combination of those two things, I just couldn't do, so I couldn't go on it. No, yeah. oh, it sucks. And yeah, That's weird. And, you know, that wasn't really because I'm overweight. That was really just because I'm too tall. Because it was like, I'm like I'm trying to like pull my legs back and like have my legs underneath the thing, and I'm just like I'm saying to the guy, yeah, I'm just not working. He's like, well, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to go on then, and it's like, damn. You know what two I found weird too? Two and a half hours well, in line. Yeah. See Kick that? your ass, so man. Long. You put me in this fucking thing. Help me out. <laughs> One of the weird things is first time I've seen this. I don't know if this is something new. I didn't see it when we were at Bush Gardens two years ago. Maybe it's something different. But King's Dominion, you know, when you go in the amusement parks now, you can you can have your kid go up and stand against the board, see how tall they are, and they get like a little wristband now for what rides they can go on. They actually had a section on there that what rides you can't go on if you're this height or above. So if you're like over 75 inches, you can't go on this ride, this ride, or this ride. And I was you like, will be oh, decapitated. <laughs> <laughs> like I haven't really seen that before. And I didn't see, I don't remember seeing that at the garden. Yeah. I've never seen that. Yeah, no, neither and that, that, would they, definitely, that would definitely apply to me because I'm six, four. So that's 76 inches. So. Yeah. It was, it was really weird. Like there was like, if, you're this tall you can't go on this ride this ride or this ride that was like, what if i duck shit. down will i be okay I was like, I my neck down? <laughs> yeah um, i ride like a turtle am i okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're talking about like you know oh if i duck down am i gonna be okay i don't know if you ever saw the, there was a, a family guy episode where there was like it was a joke where like stewie's on splash mountain with like another family of like seven because i think it's like a maximum of eight people that can fit in one of the uh logs if you will <laughs> on uh, yeah and they like ask him to like duck down so that he won't be in their family picture and everything and he's like oh you know what no no but i'm not gonna duck down i'm gonna stand up and then like you know you see the aftermath then it's like you see two pictures in a row it's the first one of the one that stewie's in and it's just his body with blood coming out of his neck <laughs> then you see the next one and it's like an african-american family we're all like because stewie's decapitated <laughs> head with a huge smile on his face has like landed in there and they're like oh man what they got to say king's dominion has a lot of good uh different varieties of food to choose from i will say that they do. Nice. They do have a good variety with that. So it's kind of cool. Not your your your, your old. You want to get chinker fingers and French fries? Do you want to get a hamburger? Like they had, <laughs> <laughs> they had a, like a different variety. Uh, a lot of good choices uh, to choose from. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. So I like that that part of the aspect of the part. Overall, though, it was a good time. We had fun. Good. We well, used to, it opened at eleven and it closed at seven. We went there at eleven and we stayed till it closed at seven. Well, you it's, know. It, it, Good. Yeah. Well, no, you were saying about Space Mountain. Last time I was on Space Mountain, we had my um, my middle child, who she's you know she's now ten. She was five at the time, and she's like the I love roller coaster kids, uh, which is cool, but 
she's also too daring when it comes to the roller coasters. So we took her on Space Mountain, and she's sitting in the front. And I'm sitting on the back because you know my my wife's like, "Oh, you go. Well, you can go with her. I'll go by myself. It's okay." I'm like, "All right." She throws her hands up. I'm like, oh, my God, you're so skinny. You're going to fall out the fucking car. I'm like trying to grab onto her in front of the freaking <laughs> in front. I'm like, no, don't put your hands up. She's just going to slide up and go <laughs> yeah. up. Supergirl, here I come. Well, yeah, because she's so damn, because she was so, she's so damn tiny that she, like, at, especially at that age, they put the lap bar and it didn't all the way touch. Like, it was clicked all the way down that they could do it and it wasn't hitting her lap. So I was like, you need to hold on because I was like, I was not that it probably would happen, but I was like, I'm a fucking dad. I'm like, I don't want my kid to fall out of a fucking roller coaster, especially in the dark. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to see her, you know? And, uh, but yeah, she's the daredevil. She threw her hands up. I was like, oh my God, like you're going to die. Stop. <laughs> like yelling, put your hands down. She's like, ah! always like, thinking oh the worst, but that's what we do. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Um, yeah, and you, you also just I, because I'm such a Disney World fanatic, I love following like the various Disney World like websites that are out there and everything. Mm. Like, I'm always fascinated to read about like the food because they do they have a wide variety of food. I think in the theme parks, and they also have the special events like at Epcot. They have the Food and Wine Festival, which well, when we were there in 2017, I actually had the misfortune of both days we we decided to go to Epcot. That was going on, and it just made Epcot all the more crowded. And it was like we didn't really plan that out well. It was it was fun though. <laughs> when we went down there, we went down in October for that for the Halloween thing, and they had the food and wine festival. It was yeah, called. that's when we were there. Yeah. It was like October, uh, November. So yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I had fun at Epcot that night. <laughs> but I, I, I was I, I was reading a uh, an article today, which then led me to another article. Uh, which was from a few months ago that was entitled uh, this on the Disney World blog, allears.net. They had an article from back in March called, Are You Brave Enough to Try These Snacks at Disney World? One of them included this one hot dog that they sell at Disney Springs, which is just completely overloaded with stuff. Um, It's called the King Dog. It's an all-beef hot dog in in a French toast batter dipped and cereal crusted bun. Topped with nope. a spicy peanut butter spread, banana nope. honey, banana honey mustard, chipotle berry me. preserves, and pieces of billionaire's bacon. The picture looked ridiculous, but this was what I found more interesting. So at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, there, there's the cantina called Oga's Cantina, and I went through that menu a few weeks ago and was like looking at some of these insane sounding alcohol drink concoctions they've come up with <laughs> well they have one called the fuzzy tauntaun all right Ooh. <laughs> so sounds, listen to sounds, sounds kind of i was gonna say it kind of sounds dirty <laughs> sounds so, so sexy perhaps, to me. perhaps the most talked about drink and one that you really need to feel adventurous to try is the fuzzy tauntaun this cocktail is made with ciroc peach vodka balls okay. peach snaps and simply mm-hmm. orange topped with tangerine and pure cane sugar. Basically, mm. a fuzzy navel. Okay. Sounds good, right? But what you may not know is that this drink will make your mouth go numb. Seriously. The buzz button foam on top is made from an edible Szechuan flower that is said to be a natural painkiller. As such, it makes your lips numb while you sip. The like. That's awesome. <laughs> it's kind of like it's like it's lidocaine, per se. Yeah, it's that's, a, it's a, it that's doesn't interesting. Last that long, and it makes for a fun story from your galactic travels. 
oh, we should probably mention we think the cocktail tastes delicious. <laughs> I'd still drink the shit. Yeah, I know. But, like, this, that'd this be fun. awesome. Punch me in the but face. It's like, but like, yeah, it's, it's like, <laughs> Come on, Kylo Ren. Put them up. They, they come up with this drink again that makes your mouth numb and everything. And so they, and, they awesome. put it in, and they put it in the Star Wars land. And, you know, it was it was reminding me of that scene from the rundown when uh, Rosario Dawson has the rocket shot William Scott eat that fruit that like you know makes them like hallucinate and then like they go and like numb and everything. Yes. And then like, like you know, talking he, about yep. he uses it on like the you know the father at the end and everything, which was kind of funny. But it just you know I'm thinking like oh yes you know a fruit or drink that makes you you know go numb. Knock <laughs> you out. Just thinking of that shit. And we put it in in galaxy. Uh, yeah, in the Star of- Wars themes. Yeah, there, there were there were some other fairly disgusting things on this uh, list. Like uh, there's a, <laughs> there's a, one place in the Japan Pavilion, Epcot, that sells what they call crunchy crabs. <laughs> that does not sound that kind of STD is that? <laughs> Dude, I got the crunchy <laughs> crabs. <laughs> they're, they're like they're like they're like little crabs. The SpongeBob shell and all. That have been dried and coated in sugar, starch, soy sauce, and mirin. Urine? What? Mir- what? Urin. I, I don't. Urin. I, don't, I don't know what that is. Neither do I. Um, and then they also mentioned that sometimes in the Mexico Pavilion they serve uh, mezcal with crunchy seasoned grasshoppers. Mmm. Nothing like a good grasshopper in the morning. Those fucking oh, yeah, and, and, go and, and, and going with mezcal too. And then there's uh, at one place at Disney Springs that says they serve this cookie called the Eternal Flame Cookie, which was a dark chocolate cookie laced with ancho, cayenne, and cinnamon topped with chocolate-covered cherries. And if that wasn't enough for you, you could get the Eternal Flame Extra Spicy Cookie, which is the same as the original, but with extra heat and sprinkled red crystal, red sugar crystals on top. Nope, I don't want my cookie to burn my face off, okay? I'll right. pass. <laughs> I don't want to eat a thing good and be worried that my mouth's going to be on fucking fire uh, afterwards. Uh, are we making cookies into the new hot wings? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Like, but, here's your habanero chocolate cookie. Mm. <laughs> but I say, so, so this is an example of the fact Sauce that, you know, death yeah, yeah they, they get pretty damned adventurous down there at Disney World with some of the shit that they come up with. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's not the first yeah. time I heard of chocolate and hot stuff like mixed together, yeah. like peppers oh, yeah. and chocolate. But um, that's that that's that's shit. against my religion to mess with my fucking chocolate. <laughs> All right, don't be putting hot shit in my chocolate. <laughs> it's against no. the religion. No, no, not at all. Same with bacon. I love bacon and I love chocolate, but please don't mix the two for me. I don't want chocolate covered bacon. I don't like I'm sure it's good. I'm sure it tastes great, but I don't want it. Don't don't I, do it to me. I uh, haven't yeah, done that yet. There's there's various things out there where the, I hear people talk about it. I just go like, and like this the whole like I don't know if it's really still around, but I remember a couple of years ago there was all that the, that deep frying sensation. They still do that. Like fried Oreos, fried Twinkies. Mm-hmm. They, right. It's uh, like I'm like still okay. On. Here's a Twinkie, you know. It's already one of the worst things you could possibly eat. I don't care. I, I don't care. I love sugary them all. sponge cake mm, filled with cream. Know, I, I'll, I'll buy a shit. box every once in a while, still, and everything. But it's like, like so. This thing is bad enough for you as it is. Yeah, let's go deep fry it and then eat it. <laughs> 
I don't. It's it's, it's delicious yeah. to be honest. I've had I, one. I don't get it. I, I've I had deep fried Oreos. Like my I my oldest those. loves those fucking things. She's like, every time we go to a, a fair or something, she's like, oh, I wonder if they have deep fried Oreos. Oh, they do. Good. Yeah. I'm getting those. And I tried them. They don't taste bad. But for me, I'm like, I don't want my Oreos deep fried. Like. I like my or I'm weird. Okay, most people are like, "Ooh, I love Oreos because I break them apart, I lick the center out, I and then I eat the cookie." I like my Oreos, believe it or not. I like my Oreos stale, like where they start to get soft because they've uh, they've the package got opened and somebody left mm-hmm. it open. Like I like them that way because I don't. I'm not a big crunchy cookie person. Like I don't like my chocolate chip cr- cookies crunchy. I don't like my Oreos crunchy. Um, you get I don't, the soft chips ahoys, don't you? The cut out sugar cookies. I don't, I don't, those got to be soft. Like my wife makes them and I'll only eat hers because hers are soft. My mom makes them. They're like a freaking, it's like a brick, (laughs) the thinnest brick ever, but it's like a brick. You snap it and you're like, oh my God. The old school way. And her chocolate chip cookies are the same way. I love my mom, but her, I I just, her, her cookie, her baked good cookies, like the cookies. I just, the only cookie I eat of hers is her chocolate either with white chips or chocolate with peanut butter chips because those are actually still soft. But yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of hard cookies. Like that's one thing I like soft and yes, I do get the chips ahoy soft. So, um, <laughs> I, I do as well. I'm not going to lie. I My like favorite cookie to buy though, I'll I don't both, buy but... though. I don't buy them very often because they're ridiculously overpriced is Wegmans, uh, cookies in the, the tubs of Wegman cookies, but they're like mm. $15 for a tub of cookies that's a little too much for me. <laughs> I, I just, I, 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 I avoid that issue pretty easily. I just don't go to weapons. Yes. Well, <laughs> neither do I. I have, I've, I've gotten them one time and that's it because I refuse to pay. I, I just can't. They're fucking cookies, man. They're not made out of gold. It's a fucking chocolate chip cookie. Like <laughs> it's overpriced stuff. Yeah. yeah it's it super overpriced, but they're like the fucking, they're like my, the, they're just so chewy gooey. Like, it's awesome. Like, yeah, it's like it's yeah. When you talk about like sweets that are overpriced, I remember Pulp Fiction where they're talking about getting like the the five dollar shake and everything. It's like now that's almost thirty years ago now. <laughs> but it's like now here we are in twenty twenty one. It's like you can't get a milkshake at a fast food place for less than five dollars. It seems. <laughs> so. yeah, I know. Well, yeah, because we were we were. We went to Burger King. Thursday's like kind of a rough day for us because my daughter has um, cheer. So she goes – well, she doesn't have cheer. She has like um, – she goes to a, a gym and, and is learning to do more uh, athletic stuff, um, more difficult um, – what the hell would you call it? She's a whiz. I'm so brain dead half the time. Um, she's learning like back tucks and um, – yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Batching> said, yeah. <laughs> so uh-huh. she's learning like back tucks, back handsprings, front punches, like all these things that you see Olympic gymnasts do. So she's gotcha. learning more gymnastic stuff to be able to be do more on the cheer when she's doing cheer. Um, but that's always so like Thursdays always just end up being like a runaround day. And as much as we want to try and have a dinner at home, it just doesn't always work out. So we went to Burger King the other day and it's you talk about the milkshake. The milkshake I think was three twenty nine. Um, a funny story is my my daughter. She believes like evidently Burger King must have, must have ran at some point in time like this mini milkshake thing that they did, and because she got it one time with her friends. Every time we go now, if we ever go to Burger King, she's like, 
get the mini milkshake for me? I'm like, they don't have the mini milkshake. It doesn't exist. I asked last time, but could you just check this stuff? I'm like, it doesn't exist. Stop asking about the mini milkshake. It doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like a brief experiment. Like it was like a, a trial thing. I think it was. I remember that. Yeah, it didn't last. That didn't last yeah. too long. That reminds me of another Family Guy episode where he Stewie's like, you know, brought the entire cast of Star Trek: The Next Generation to spend time with them, and they go through the drive-through the McDonald's, and they're like, you know, do they have the McDLT? He's like, they haven't had that for years. Well, they have all the ingredients. Sometimes it's a regional thing. If you ask me, no, we're not doing that. It's like, I'll have a shamrock <laughs> shake. What? It's July, you know. <laughs> they don't have shamrock shakes. <laughs> it's like. So you know, uh, some, some McDonald's have shamrock shakes year round. No, McDonald's has shamrock shakes year round. No, they and don't. And I think I think they also mentioned the McRib and um, breakfast <sighs> all breakfast all day. And that was like before they started doing the all day breakfast, which I know they don't do again right now. I think they suspended that during the pandemic, and they haven't brought it back yet. But. Like, I thought, so I thought that was funny. Like, one of them said, like, you know, can we still get breakfast? Like, it's, you know, no. Like, you know, some McDonald's have breakfast. All- no. Yeah, I like <laughs> the McRib, like- too. I like when that shit comes out. Well, it's, that's it's, one thing I'll get at McDonald's. I don't like the shamrock shake. I won't, uh, I, I just can't do that. Mint no. milk shakes just weird me out. But yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a big mint person for that. Yeah. Yeah. But it was really funny talking about the McRib. I heard a comedian doing uh, a, a skit one time. And it was about like, um, you know, Black History Month and like when the McRib comes out, McRib comes out in fucking February <laughs> every year. Like, I mean, unless, of course, they learn like a special promotion. But why does the fucking McRib only come out in February? Like, what the hell kind of shit is that? <laughs> that's what the guy, know. that's what the comedian was saying. He's like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> the McRib only comes out in February during Black History I- Month. Why is that? <laughs> I never even paid attention to that before. I, I never. Really... I'd have to look it up to see if it's still really like that. But I mean, when he was doing his his skit, evidently it was you know that was the time frame. I don't know when that skit was from, but it was really fucking funny. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, oh my god. As far as I can remember, the last few times that I remember them doing the McRib, it was like around Christmas. Yeah, I don't. This I don't year, know. I think because I don't year, ever think... eat the damn thing, so I've never yeah. had a McRib in my life. But, but I think this year was like, end of January, beginning of February. Yeah. Now, it's like the easy answer for why they would bring that out in February is because it's probably a slower sales month because, you know, it's like post holidays and and stuff like that. And they know when they bring it back, it provides a sales boost. So I don't really think. No, I'm sure it's not. But they're they're doing it for any like, you know, (laughs) possibly just coincidence, nefarious reason. But, you know, it's just that, you know, hey, this is a slower time of year. We need a sales boost. How do we boost it? I'll bring out the McRib, you know, so. Yeah. Oh, believe me. It, it was definitely sometime but in the it, beginning it, of I, February it, because Marlon yeah. texts me. Marlon loves McRib like I do. He's like, bro, <laughs> the McRib's out. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to McDonald's for lunch today. <laughs> He's but, like, uh, so am me, I. Yeah, it's like I can definitely see where that could where that'll make a uh, – uh, you know, that, or, or that can make a funny stand-up routine. Yeah, you know? it yeah, was. Yeah. It was, yeah, and it was just like I'm sure it was just pure coincidence, but it just it was just really fucking funny because, uh, you know, the humor in it. But oh my god, just some speaking of the stuff. Of, speaking of comedy, it's kind of funny. So, um, on Facebook, uh, it was about a month ago. 
I don't know why it randomly showed up on my feed, you know, however Facebook works and all that bullshit. But um, there's a thing called Dry Bar. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I follow that. And for, for the most part, every comedian I watch on there is fucking hilarious. Um, I, I just, I find myself watching one to two or three videos a day, to be honestly with you, like during the course of the day, even while I'm at work. Because some days are shitty at work and <laughs> I need to get my mind off the shit stuff, stuff that's going on at work. So uh, I'll just take a, you know, my break or whatever and be like, all right, what's on, let's see what's uh, going on. Any new videos on dry bar? I'll, I'll go up on dry bar now, you know, I'll watch some videos. There was actually a guy on there. I always forget names, but he, uh, he's uh, the community used to be, he, he's ha- he's paralyzed in his, he was paralyzed on his left side for the most part. So he spent a lot of time in a wheelchair. And uh, so went through rehabilitation, all that jazz and took him multiple years to, you know, get back up standing, walking and stuff like that. He doesn't really have use of his left arm, but it was funny because he was talking about amusement parks and talking about going through the handicap thing. And this jokes about that. And then he goes, so anybody out there, um, if you want to go on rides and get ahead of everybody, just go on my Facebook page. I charge $247 a day and I will go with you and your family. And we will get on all the rides ahead of everybody else. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I was just like, the whole place kind of laughed. He goes, I'm serious. You go on my Facebook right there. 247. It was like a weird number, 247, but I tried $247 a day. I will get you on all those rides quicker than everybody else and make all them bastards wait two hours while we wait for two minutes. And I was like, that's great. I have been to amusement parks with people in such condition, if you will. Uh, one year we went to Disney World. My dad's badly sprained his ankle. Um, like a week before we went. So he was on crutches. We were pushing his ass around in a wheelchair. <laughs> what time of the year was this at Disney? What time what time of the year? It was the summer. <laughs> that was some sweaty that was a sweaty ass day then. <laughs> yeah, that that, that I want to say that was nineteen ninety seven. Sound yeah, it would have to would have had to have been. Um, so we're pushing him around in a goddamn wheelchair, and we found out right away what the advantages of that were. Every year we come, you're in a wheelchair, goddamn it, old man. <laughs> it, it, it was it was it was almost like you know, just strolling on up to the ride entrance. It's like, oh, right over here. <laughs> Here's your special okay. line. Thank you. Basically, yeah. I mean, appreciate uh, it. Now, I've I've definitely heard, of course, about people abusing that. Which, well, of course, yeah, of course, the people that do doesn't surprise me at to all. All you people out there that do that, you're fucking horrible people right now. I'm telling you right now, you're fucking horrible people. Um, you know, when, when we were there four years ago, my my dad just you know because he has fibromyalgia, he had to use, um, you know a well, we were, we rented for the entire week an, an electric cart, and then my mother quickly decided that after the first day, she wasn't going to last. So she went 
and rented one at the park like three or four of the remaining days. <laughs> let me tell you something. <laughs> Out of my way, fucker. <laughs> let, 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 me tell, let me tell you something. It is not easy. And this, and this is very much white people problem. They just want to point that out. <laughs> but it, it, is, it is not easy to be the person with the people in those <laughs> now, especially because like i said the one that my dad had we had rented for the whole week so we rented it from an outside company who like delivered it to our hotel and everything and then like you know we had to just you know they came back to pick it up at the end of the week and everything um so you know they have to load it onto the bus it holds up like the bus getting loaded you you feel all those other people who just want to get on the bus to get to the, the, the park and everything God, it's, we got on the wrong yeah. bus again today Damn you know, it. you know, just, 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 <laughs> these just fuckers like, again just, just like looking <laughs> at you and everything and the last day we were in the parks we were at epcot we were going into the mexico pavilion and both of them were on carts that day and I'm by the end of the, by this point in the week, I could have used the trip in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Push your mom I, out. I'm taking I, over. I, Leave you inside. I, <laughs> I, I was just exhausted and everything. But we, we were going into the Mexico Pavilion, and I was really telling them, you know, like I, I wanted to tell them, you know, it's probably really tight inside that pavilion. Um, probably better to leave the carts outside, and you know, just just bear with walking into and out and inside the pavilion and everything but it was impossible because there was a sea of strollers everywhere <laughs> everywhere out everywhere outside where you could have conceivably also parked an electric car so they had to take them in. so as they're taking them in and and by this point both of them had gotten pretty good with maneuvering them trust me my mother the first day that she was on i did crash into somebody's ankles and i was about ready to strangle her <laughs> god <laughs> Watch your. Oh, I'm sorry. Never mind. <laughs> you know, because oh, I, thought, driver. I, I thought she was pretty careless when she did it. So anyway, um, so so we're going inside to the pavilion. There's people walking out, and this woman who's walking out, like I was behind my parents, so they were in front of me, so they're already going down. I'm trailing them. There's this woman coming out. She like stops and like turns and says to the person behind with her that was behind her. You know, I just don't think they should be allowed to bring those things in here. I was this close. <laughs> this close. <laughs> to snapping on this woman because I was sick of having to deal with the things all week. I was exhausted. I was just at that point saying, I want to go on the last few things that we're going to do and then get ready to you know, go to my aunt's house the next day and, you know, then get home. And it was like, it was the first time I could ever remember in any of all the times I've been at Disney World where I was like, all right, I've had enough of Disney World. Please get me the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good I was, feeling. I was that close to just turning around and saying to her, why don't you mind your own fucking business? You know, it was just, yeah. I said, he's got fibromyalgia. She's recovering from hip surgery. So what you're telling me is that if somebody has an affliction, you don't think they should be allowed to make things easier on them. Oh, no, you just person... think that they should have left the carts outside? I agree with you, and we were going to. But why is it since you're walking outside, 
go take a quick gander and tell me where you would have put it. <laughs> it, it is thousands of strollers and and another one would be grenada right now and, and that person's the person that would be like would say that but then if they needed it yeah it'd be okay for them to drive right. that it's, card up into that motherfucker right and not only that but if and probably rude it, about it too and they were right. Yeah, you please like, move. Yeah, yeah, they would expect you to get out of their way. Exactly. <laughs> Excuse exactly. me. <laughs> I've had. They pulled I've, a Vicky Guerrero. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I've, I've only had like my only encounter, like most of my encounters with with the the stroller. The, well, the, I, I hate to call them strollers because it's not like you're pushing a little kid around, <laughs> like getting your strollers there. Um, electric carts. Yeah, the, the electric yeah. carts. But the only time I've ever had ex- really any kind of experience with those is usually at the grocery store. And when you're pushing your cart and somebody comes with, along with one of the electric uh, carts there, and uh, it gets a little tight in the aisle. <laughs> like I'm always like. I'm like, okay, up. Oh, somebody's coming down. I'm gonna turn around, turn around, run, turn around, run. <laughs> I, know. I, I, I have to be turn it. <laughs> I, I, I have to be honest. When I see people using those in the grocery store, my first thought is, oh my god. <laughs> I just think it's like you better really have something wrong with you if you can't even manage to walk around the grocery store for half an hour, forty five minutes. That's I, I really honestly do feel that way. And, it's well, and, I, and I'll keep that. my thoughts to myself because uh, I don't want to offend anybody with, with my personal thoughts on some of these, some some of the people it's, I've seen in them. It's it's because oh, yeah. it's because the grocery store, like you said, it can be tough to navigate. I mean, it, it can be tough to navigate when you're just pushing a cart, and then there's like suddenly three other people are in the same mile pushing your cart. So my thought, my yeah. thought is this: if and you do have an affliction that bad, yeah. that you know, you cannot walk around the grocery store and there are people like that. You know, there's definitely people that have that kind of affliction. Yes. Is there somebody that can help you? Like somebody that can go grocery yeah. shopping for you. Or not because you don't, we don't want you not to be able to take care of yourself, but because you shouldn't have to go through that. Like if it's that bad, can somebody help you? Or yeah. start using the, um, yeah, the pickup know, service the, where you can just pick it up at yeah. the, you know, drive up and they'll, They'll load it right in your car for you. Like it's there's so many there's so many options now that you don't yeah. have to go through that struggle if you're in that yeah. bad of shape. So, yeah, it's like so okay, you, you have to pay a couple bucks for like the convenience of that. But again, that's right. Just what it is. You're literally paying somebody else to do your shopping for you. So is that yeah. couple of dollars worth it? Um, the times where I've decided I want to use it, yeah, it's because I just don't feel like walking around the store. It's like I don't have enough time, or I just want to be able to just like, okay, I know what I need. I'm just place this order real quick. Boom, boom, boom. Like pick it up. It takes me, you know, it's just a time saver. I, yeah. I, yeah. I did have to like chuckle to myself though one time, and this might sound really terrible, but I'm going to say it anyways. Um, <laughs> I saw there was a person in one of those and they had shorter arms. Like they didn't have like very long arms and they were trying to reach up for something that was high. And I was like, huh. Kind of sucks to be you right now, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, God. Um, but being the human being that I was, I was about to oh, walk up man. to him and say, do you need help with something? But somebody had already got to it. But I was kind of thinking in my head, it kind of sucks to be you right now, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I have to admit, if I saw that, <laughs> my first reaction, like as a reflex, would probably be something along the lines of <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad 
I'm a, I and I and I I accept that that I'm a terrible person for thinking. <laughs> you know, it's um it's one of those things. Like I said, it's a reflex, you know, like I like I couldn't even I couldn't stifle it if I had wanted to. It just like, you know, like I'm very corner. Yeah, let's just say, you know, I like, like let's say I, I'm coming from the, the previous aisle and I turn down this aisle and I see that and my first thing is gonna be like oh shit, that's terrible. Um <laughs> <laughs> after the fact, oh damn, why did I do that? I think the funniest things I ever saw with people in the cart is uh we went me and a bunch of my friends went down to Ocean City, Maryland, uh for like four or five days, and there was a uh, guy on the boardwalk in one of those electric carts and he had the horns that you had on what? bikes oh like no the like Hong Kong. The, yeah those <laughs> those type of horns and he had it on the electric cart and he was just chilling anytime people he come up to some people that are like in a group or walking so he'd be like he would like start honking the shadow he'd be like <laughs> beep beep coming through I'm coming through <laughs> And I'm just like, wow. And I'm, me and my friends were dying. It was actually comedy. It was funny. And they were like, people are like, he's like scaring the shit out of people. We're like, what the fuck is going on? And they're like all spreading. And he's like, thank you. He's like, getting out about it. But it was, it was hilarious. And, you know, we're, we're sitting there. We're eating all you can hear in the distance. Hulk, 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 Hulk. It's just like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, man, like, that's this funny. Is crazy. I mean, that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, there there were some uh, when at Disney World the last time they were there. There were some other things that happened that were cart related, which, you know, <laughs> which were adding to my general fatigue of, of dealing with them. So we're so going on a, we're we're all on a big cart rant right now. <laughs> the, day, the day the day we were at the uh, the Hollywood Studios, um, it, the day was paced weird because of when we had our fast passes set for. And my parents didn't want to go on a couple of the rides. So like I went to the park before they did so I could go on those rides. And like, you know, we kind of like planned out my fast, our fast pass time so that they'd be after I'd have time to do it, blah, blah, blah. So we're going to like the Toy Story ride. And at the time, the full Toy Story land that's there now wasn't open. So the areas around where the entrance to the Toy Story ride were, were very kind of narrow and confined. You know, there's mm-hmm. like a balls up and everything so there was not a lot of room to maneuver and there was unfortunately a lot of people there because it's a pretty popular ride so it's getting like so like our time for our fast pass is now available so we're trying to make our way over to it through these throngs of people i don't remember if my mother was on a cart that day but my again my dad definitely was mm-hmm. we're in such a position though that we have to like you know make basically a left turn to cross over to where the entrance is and of course there's just a sea of people coming this way so my dad literally can't turn because he's it's just non-stop people so there's no space for him to go you know for him to just go like you know (laughs) yeah there's a guy on another cart behind him who's also got like his seven-year-old granddaughter sitting on his lap and i'm like that's not real safe but he yeah. starts like yelling at my dad to move <laughs> because hmm. it was it was like being in like a traffic jam all of a sudden. Where the and fuck I'm do you saying, want me to go? And I'm, and Shut I'm up saying, back there. Rage. We got cart rage, motherfuckers. 
and I'm sta- and I'm standing behind. <laughs> I'm standing behind the, the, this this. It's this out his starts whacking him with it. <laughs> oh my I'm god! Standing, I'm standing behind this second guy, and I'm trying to be polite. I just kind of try to shout <laughs> up to him. I'm like, he's trying to turn to the left, sir. He obviously can't. You know. Oh, so man. after another few uncomfortable seconds, my dad is finally able to maneuver the car and turn it over and everything. And then the guy behind him, you know, starts going forward and everything. I wasn't sure if my dad had heard this guy. I quickly found out he did. <laughs> my dad, as he's starting to immediately after he's turned, then he turns over his shoulder, blow it out your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Heart rage, beautiful. It's a lovely thing. <laughs> guy, Just another good day at Disney World. The, the other guy on the cart, he turns around. I see him like jerk his head to you know to the left, and he's like, I was like, <laughs> all shocked and shit. Oh. And I honestly, at that point, felt like shouting after the guy, "You started it, bitch." <laughs> Well, oh, I wasn't gonna man. say anything because he had his granddaughter on his lap and everything. And it's like, like I said, I was kind of, sh- I was still a little shocked that my dad said anything to him, only because I wasn't had to make sure that my dad had heard him. It's like I'm not, oh man, totally surprised that my dad tried to start a fight with somebody because, but, so yeah. <laughs> that's that's fucking funny. I would have loved to been. Just, I'd love to seen that again. It was just, it, it was just one more thing in this like this, what seemed to be like this never ending cart adventure you know so i do have to say one thing about disney like i've been to disney a couple times now um prime maybe not as many as you uh there pat but i've been to disney a couple times and the one thing that i always notice that kind of drives me nuts because i'm a, I, I try to be very courteous like i try to be a, a decent person is when you're trying to go somewhere and like there's that sea of people that like never ends I never see anybody be like, oh, these people are trying to go the opposite direction. Let me stop for a second and let them through. Oh, no. Like everybody's just like, fuck it, man. Run. Next try. <laughs> go. Everybody go. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck is wrong? Like, and because everyone for themselves, if you've got to run them over, run them over. And because it's such an international place, like you get assholes of all kinds there. Like mm-hmm. I've like I've run into some like some really nice people from, you know, other countries, but then I've ran into some really fucking jerks. I'm like, you're an asshole. <laughs> Assholes come from everywhere. It's great. <laughs> yes. They're so fantastic. <laughs> they do. There is, there is a kind of a longstanding, I don't want to say bias because bias isn't the, really the right word, but I guess like complaint about, groups of brazilian tourists i think is what they always say because it's like there's there's always like these like they apparently like like very well organized like tour groups that come from like brazil i guess and they're always wearing and the way you can tell them is because they're wearing shirts which i guess they, oh, the matching shirt people yeah i always love those groups like there's which, 30 which of them blue, and they all got blue shirts on <laughs> yeah which i'm sure they do that which i'm sure a lot of that kings of media like, yeah, I'm assuming they do that in case like they get lost or separated or anything like that. Would you know when you come right down to it, is kind of a smart thing to do. Um, but cool. like the uh, the unofficial guide to Disney World book, which I like, you know get on the years where we go to Disney World, and I usually page through on the years we don't just to see like what's changing and everything. There's always been like letters written to that guidebook from like other people who were like you know 
oh my god they were so rude or they were this or they were that and you know it's like at, at one point it's like yeah <laughs> you can't tell me those are the only people you encountered who were like that <laughs> i know <laughs> just um, that group of 30 people over there they were just they were the only assholes <laughs> the whole time <laughs> yeah it was like like one person actually wrote into the guidebook to say they were they were all holding your guidebook and it was like okay step five run you know proceed to haunted mansion and all of a sudden they said like they also like in one in like unison they all like turn and like ran towards the haunted mansion and it was like <laughs> man and I, I i'm gonna call shenanigans and say that there is no chance that they ran <laughs> um, <laughs> if that did happen yeah. i'd be laughing my ass the mickey off. mickey mouse police would come and say stop running into park no running into park i actually yeah. have encounter like people actually running from a ride to a ride like i've never seen it i've seen speed walking because i've done the speed walk but i've never oh, yeah, really I have run <laughs> to especially, the next ride especially, especially if you're there at like what they call rope drop you know when the park opens oh yeah you know yeah. there are sometimes there are sometimes where you could you know kind of generously call like many stampedes towards certain rides like there's always the ones to space bound or to splash bound or at the studios to like the tower of terror i'm sure it's just well the star wars thing is a little different now because of the way they do the one ride but yeah you know there those things do exist but they also do their best to just basically go like slow down <laughs> you know what ride always yeah. surprises me that there's always a line for it it's a small world like that ride it's, sucks it's terrible it's, <laughs> it's it's there's there's two reasons for that it's nostalgia one is because it could depend upon like the time of day um and like what the, and what the conditions are like if it starts raining people are going to go for that ride if it's just like beastly hot people are going to go that ride. But the main reason is that it's a slow loading and unloading ride like it takes a while for everybody to be able to get into it because it's in a boat and everything but it's just as much of a pain in the neck to unload from that ride yes because trust, trust me you stand up in that boat then to get off of it there's that little bit of <laughs> even though the boats are pretty good in those tracks on that ride there is that little Still bit of wiggles where you know you're kind of going mm -hmm. like, the ship's going down actually, <laughs> before you're actually able to start taking the steps to get you know back onto the platform and everything i must but say that that's that's a slow loading ride that's why we that got is. we lucked out the last time we went there um and this is once again when uh my youngest daughter was five we were we went to that ride and I'm like we got to go on the ride it's nice it's cute she'll enjoy it she's five and we're sitting in the line oh man this fucking line is so fucking long right now and the lady comes up to us, she's like would you guys like to go in the fast pass line I was like uh yeah <laughs> sure <laughs> sweet <laughs> of our, course our, we would. our our hour and a half line turned into a 15 minute line I was like sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never even i don't even remember that they had a fast pass line for that they have a fast pass line for everything now we did fat like we fast passed the shit out of the park that day um we did fast passes for all the disney character signings like we must have got like 10 or s between six and ten somewhere in that range of disney signings all using fast pass um like her book was pretty full it was, it was pretty freaking awesome but yeah, they have fast pass for every line. The one that you couldn't get fast pass, Space Mountain sold out like freaking for the day, like super quick. Like it yeah, was, it was. like fuck it. <laughs> yeah, fast pass um, goes. 
it, it, like they only have like an allotment of so many for each ride yeah. and you know the way like and the, especially the way they do it now is like they it's really all done through the app and you know you can if you're like staying on property you know you can start booking them like you know like i think it's like 60 days in advance and shit like that yeah damn yeah i mean that can be one of the frustrating parts is that you know, you, you have to do it you know if you know once your window opens you have to do it and like because like we wanted to fast pass the avatar ride unfortunately it's like when it gets to be 60 days out from like when you're there if you're staying like on in, in a disney hotel you can you know book for your entire trip so like you know it's not like you know okay day one is one of 60 days away we're, we're booking these fast passes and then you got to repeat it for the next however many days you're going to be there and everything like that now you can do it for your whole trip. So we made the mistake, I guess, of the first day we went there, we were going to the Animal Kingdom where the Avatar ride is. So there were no fast passes for that ride on the day where it was 60 days out for. Like they were already long gone. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. That's nuts. So, yeah. So, that's <laughs> like, so we did a fast pass for the other Avatar ride that's there. Like this, like this, like little, like, you know, boat ride, um, which was all right. There was this pretty cool looking animatronic which i think is finally broken down now because they were joking about they were expecting that it was going to break down like you know pretty quickly because of the way the uh, the yeti at expedition everest broke down pretty soon after that ride opened um uh. yeah supposedly it finally broke down but you you have to do all that pre-planning ahead of time otherwise you you really do risk not being able to get onto the rides you want to go on so oh yeah yeah now we could only now when we went because we bought our we just bought a basic ticket one day ticket we could only do ours like the week before yeah. and then once we used ours like once we used the last one then we could go on and book more i think we did like for us it worked out because we did a lot of the characters like we did fast pass for character signings not for the actual rides because okay. as much as she wanted to do rides um she didn't it wasn't a big deal to her she, like she wanted to see the characters like that was her big thing so we did rides in between like character signings like we went on some of the smaller like the dumbo ride we got on the double ride pretty quick yeah. um you know we did space mountain because space mountain didn't have for some reason space mountain didn't have a super long line or it was just moving really freaking quick i don't know what happened that day like it was really odd that space mountain did not have like a three-hour line um but you know, it just it worked out like everything that we that she was interested in getting on and getting to you know characters that she wanted to see. We didn't have any problems. But we also did hear one of the workers say it's a really slow day, and if one of the workers is saying it's a slow day, it must be slow. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'd say so, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm planning on I would like to go back to Florida in a couple years. But I only want to go to Disney World for for Galaxy's Edge. I really not for some. I'm not really interested in, in going to Epcot or any other places. I just want to go to Galaxy Edge for Star Wars, and then head my way over to Universal Studios because I've been wanting to go to Universal Studios for the past couple of years. And that's at what used to be MGM, right? Um, the Star Wars Land. Well, no, that's it. Still is. It's oh. they they haven't. It hasn't been called the Disney MGM Studios for quite some time because right. Like, was, that's why I say it used to be called like, MGM. It's yeah. Now it's now it's Disney's Hollywood Studios. Yeah, yeah the Hollywood Studios area. And there's been rumors for a while now that that name is going to get changed because it's 
while it used to make sense because it was an actual working television studio film and television studio like they did actually film things there once upon a time that hasn't been like that it hasn't been like that for a very long time so there's been rumors about them changing the name but they haven't done it yet and at this point it's like i don't know when they're going to because that's not one of the parks now that the star wars part is open and the toy story part is open where there's like really a lot of big changes coming like they're making changes to the magic kingdom like the tron rides being built and they're making a bunch of, they're supposed to be making a bunch of changes to Epcot. Like they're building the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. And there were some yeah. other things that they were supposed to do with some of what they put on hold. Like they were going to build a Mary Poppins attraction of some kind, but that's been put on hold. There's a Ratatouille one, which is going to be opening there. Um, but like, you know, so studios aren't getting any major, major changes that I'm aware of in the near future. So it's like, if you haven't changed that name yet, I don't know when they're going to. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, I'm yeah. excited to go back when when my son is five. Uh, between five and six is when we're gonna probably go back. So we got about a year or so before we plan another Disney vacation because that's just good. It's a good age for them. Like, it just it just works out. Like, they remember yeah, we, everything and they enjoy it a lot. Yeah, my my sister yeah. said she was able to survive uh, back in April, even with you know they were still distancing and mask wearing at the time. And uh, unfortunately, that Wesley wasn't tall enough yet to uh, to really go on much of anything. Mm. Uh, like when I saw him a few weeks ago, they're talking about when they're going next year because they're in the vacation club. So they they actually usually go once a year. Oh, okay. Um, Wesley was all like, "Next year, I'm gonna go on the Millennium Falcon ride." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, did he say Millennium Fucking? No, <laughs> That's what it sounded like you just said. Because that would be awesome, the Millennium Fucking ride. He said Millennium Falcon. Uh, but, but yeah, so like he, he just wasn't tall enough this year to, to really be able to go on anything. So they had to keep doing like the like the switching and everything, which can be trying. In the but, ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been... Like, I'm excited because... My son, my son likes the Star Wars stuff. Like he likes like some of the animated cartoons that we watch. So I think he'd be excited to be able to go to Hollywood Studios and do some of the Star Wars stuff over there. Yeah. Uh, I know I would. I would prefer to go over to to Hollywood Studios because there's more of the stuff that I would enjoy there. But you got with kids, you almost have to do Magic Kingdom. Like it's the, like the, all the other you, shit. Yeah, it's like all the shit that they actually care about. But it's funny because. <laughs> My son has not been a big Disney fan. Like he likes certain things like that movie Luca that just came out. He likes that. Like he likes all the newer stuff. Like all the newer stuff is what he likes. Okay. And that's like I don't know, like M Magic Kingdom does have some of that stuff, but they randomly throw it in like with all the old stuff that they kind of keep there like as uh, I don't know. It's just it's it's interesting. Like Dumbo, like the Dumbo ride's still there. Like, really, we still have the Dumbo ride. Like, <laughs> and they have two well, of them. It's not just one. They have two Dumbo rides. Yeah, that's they <laughs> they changed that when they when they did like the big update to, to Fantasyland a few years ago. It was like they they moved where the Dumbo ride was and they put like two of them. So, yeah. and, and that's have... because it's like yeah, D Dumbo has always been like that one ride where it's like all the little kids just have to go on it. And again, that's another slow moving, slow loading ride. So that's why they, when they did the big changes to it, they're like, all right, we're going to move where the location is. We're going to build like two of them and blah, blah, blah. So that's hopefully not quite as bad. And I think it's worked out okay. In yeah. 
Well, and they still have the Goofy's crazy um, barnyard ride or something like that. I thought he's yeah, like, the, I don't remember uh, from the cartoon, but we went barn, on that too. I'm like, the, the Barnstormer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, really? Like, some of these rides are so, like, so outdated. Like, come on. Like, kids don't even know what the hell this cartoon is anymore. Like, nobody, these kids don't know. <laughs> A lot of them don't. You're supposed to show your kids those cartoons, especially now that Disney Plus is out there. Oh well, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Most of my kids are like, I watched other shit on that. <laughs> one of the people that I've been training over the last three weeks, they're like, "Yeah, I try to get my kid to watch the old Disney movies," but they're like, "Why would I want to watch that when I can watch this movie, Inside Out, or this movie that's all new animation? Like, why would I want to watch some old, old shit animation?" <laughs> like, yeah, like you oh, were yeah, gonna yeah. here, and you were gonna watch Ichabod and Mister Toad, and if you. <laughs> by the headless horseman i don't care <laughs> I got by the though i must horseman, say my so you're gonna get scared too though i must say i have got my son finally to watch he's watched the lion king he's watched aladdin and what other movie did he watch that's uh older um i can't remember right now but there was another one that we got him to watch and he liked both of those so you know it's it's working we're we're getting him there you know we're only in the 90s we can't i haven't gotten any back any further than the 90s cartoon you know the I, Disney I was gonna, I was yeah. say, you, you're talking about older stuff and, and citing <laughs> stuff that came out in the 90s and it's like <laughs> when i think older Disney stuff i'm thinking you know snow white cinderella your pants sleeping beauty and all the stuff from before i was born you know Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Well, you know, it, relative to uh, the age of the child, we're talking about this is that nineties is old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, it's that's more of a funny. That that that's that's more of a like uh, a problem with my own personal perspective. It's like when I had occasionally have conversations with a couple of my uh, female coworkers who were still in their mid and late twenties and everything, and I'll start referencing something from like the nineties, and they'll be like. When was that? I was like, oh, 1994. She's like, oh, yeah, I was two. <laughs> oh, I hate that shit. I fucking hate that with a passion. Well, thank you. I'm and fucking like, old. <laughs> and, and it, yeah, well, that, that's, that, I, I've got to the point where I'm just like, yes, I turned 40 this year. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> That happened in 93. Oh, I wasn't born till 96. Oh, well, go fuck yourself now. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for telling me when you were born. And it's jackass. funny because and it's so funny because like I don't know about about you guys, but you know, I have my 23-year-old daughter and I have and she was born in 98, so you know, she's you know one of those the, one of those kids, but I can fucking tell you right now that she has watched and listened to the shit that I've watched and listened to when I was a kid. Like I purposely put that shit on so she would get educated on this stuff now yeah it's still old but she's like she's seen it like she's seen the older disney movies like 80s disney movies like all like she's seen those she's listened to all my all the old music from the you know the the 80s and 90s and the 50s and 60s like all the stuff that i used to listen to my parents and i enjoyed what listening to even though i didn't enjoy listening to it then i enjoyed it now i made (laughs) her fucking listen to it like this is here's your musical education here's your film education you know uh here's this here's that like i think all kids should have to go through that fucking suffer through that shit like you, you don't have a choice like we're watching this movie like no phone no nothing you don't like it then go to your freaking room with nothing like too bad so sad <laughs> oh that's great God damn, son you're brutal. We're fucking watching pinocchio and you're fucking dealing with it all right <laughs> 
you're gonna get freaked out when he turns into a donkey and you're just gonna deal with it. like that freaking movie from what the nineteen forties or something like that. I think it was the nineteen forties or fifties, one of the two. Pinocchio? Yeah. Nineteen forty. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, we got Abby watched uh, my my middle child Abby. She watched that, and she she I mean, she enjoyed it, but it wasn't like her favorite. She's like, it was it was okay, it was good, um, you know. But yeah, the, all that stuff. Never been one of, Pinocchio's never really been one of my favorites either. It's tough. Um, That's know. a tough one. It's very. I, I don't want to say it's more. I don't know how to put it. It's it's just a different kind of Ooh. story. Like it's a slow moving story, and it's got some shady characters that are mm-hmm. you know yeah. I, 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 it's just a different kind of story that's all i can say it's a different kind of story it is it, it very much is well, i went to go see um the remake of cruella or the prequel cruella however yeah, you the prequel. Put it. yeah. i'm not um, even sure how you do that. I, I don't know you really know exactly how you do all that yeah how Cruella came to be. Well, I, I mean, liked it. I liked the movie. I thought it was pretty cool. I always think that like spinoff is the best word. You know, yeah, I guess so. Per se, I mean, I think in some respects it was going for the same thing that like the Maleficent movies did. Um, but I don't know. I just the, the trailers didn't catch me, so I didn't. It's maybe a good one. Maybe I'll watch it when it's on Disney Plus for free again. But um, I was just kind of like, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I guess it was, I also, it was cool. And it's like, well, I could with the way that they did it, I, I was able to accept the way that they made Maleficent not the villain, even though Maleficent is really one of the best all-time Disney villains. I can't think of how they could make Cruella redeemable in any way. I don't think they try to though. No, they really the don't. The description that I read made me think that they were. So um, the reason that I got was just a little like I don't do. Well, they, it pretty much sets it up. You know, they they you 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 see her kind of growing up, and then she meets the her two friends, the two guys that are in there. Yeah, Jasper, sidekicks. Yeah, she like meets Jasper and Horace. Yep, and they go through. You see her her evolve into the evil per se Cruella and how it kind of comes about and things of that nature. But at the end of the movie, it, 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 I guess there's a little twist to it per se and, and who her, her real mother is in the movie and some other things. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's a good movie. So they don't do anything to try to make her like the good guy in the beginning, you know, you're, she's, she's growing up and she's going through things and whatnot, but other than that, you know, she she at the end of the movie, she's her evil self. And there's a little, like a little cut scene, a mid credit scene where she's uh, uh, sends. Sorry, the spoiler for anybody. She sends uh, uh, Dalmatians uh, to uh, a couple people, uh, somebody in regards to like, I don't want to say gifts or whatever. I don't know really how to take it, but it's kind of like a possible setup for a second one, per mm. se. But no, she's she's full fledged, you know, <laughs> evil Cruella at the end of the movie, which is cool, and it's in a cool way that they do it. I, I enjoyed it overall; it was good. So, since we've been talking so much Disney, um, we got I gotta ask. I've watched. I haven't watched the third episode yet, but did you enjoy the second episode of Loki? Um, I have watched all three. So have I. Um, the third one is interesting per se. 
uh, I I'm cool with <clears throat> the variant being a female. Mm-hmm. That it be it's that's that's not a big deal for me. Regardless, I it was cool. because yeah, I mean, there's there's various uh, DC and Marvel always do like their their multiverses in different fashions, and we know there's different earths per se and multiverses that you know mm-hmm. each superhero and villain is is different in a certain way so it was cool that it was a female i kind of had a feeling that it was going to be um but you watch episode three episode three's there's times where i felt it was slow paced mm-hmm. i think it was on purpose because of what they were trying to do per se but uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm th- three is kind of my episode where I'm just kind of like, oh, okay. There was there was <laughs> a little bit of a bottle episode feel to episode yeah. three, um, but at the same time, without trying to get into heavy duty spoilers here for you, Jeremy. Uh, yeah, there was, was one thing that was significant though. It, yeah, but the, it was it was definitely much more of a. Uh, you know, character building type episode. Yeah. You know, especially with the, the 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 female Loki, if you will. Um, yeah. So that was you know the the main thing with that. Um, you know, we'll we'll see how again once again though it's like especially since it's such a serialized um, you know plot. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's just really a matter of well, okay, see where it goes. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of interested to see where they tie in. Like, we know where he comes from as far as like coming out of, you know, disturbing the timeline. So I'm interested to see how they put him back into the correct timeline because there's so much stuff that has not happened that he sees when he watches those videos that are to come. And we know he eventually gets back put into the timeline correctly. So I'm interested to see how that happens, how that unfolds. It'll be really well, yeah, I'm interesting. I'm kind of curious if he even does go back into the timeline per se. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I don't. I don't think we like know that for sure because you know this Loki. They, they put that reset thing down. Yeah, and, and this, reset and this the, Loki... his disturbance. So I'm. I'm kind of wondering if he's. So real quick, there's another part of that episode three that's significant because you find out some more information about the TVA members or the mm-hmm. members of the TVA. Hmm. yeah so, so there's a part about that that's kind of like oh that's interesting so that kind of makes you think about other possibilities as well well what i thought was interesting with with the uh with episode two is it sounds like that's not the first time they had to catch a loki as a time variant no so evidently it happens not. quite often with loki <laughs> <laughs> like that guy's a I mean uh, the mischievous god, you know. <laughs> hey, it is Loki. He likes to fuck around. Um, but uh so now I, mm-hmm. yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see where it builds from here. How many episodes are supposed to be for this for this series? That I don't know. Good question. Let me look. I I I I have not looked. I, I think I remember reading about it when if when uh, like a month or so before it came out. So only six episodes? Yeah, so that's left of both uh, WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. So they have three more episodes to kind of tie everything in. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's kind of like, you know, we're, we're kind of like now, um, we're half, well, yeah, we're halfway through. 
So and this and as far as I've read, this does not tie into any future movie. It's just its own Yeah, thing. I mean I mean, on, on Wikipedia, but they may they may put a little twist on us, and 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 it might it might end up being uh, mm-hmm. go into a, a future movie. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, uh, according to Wikipedia, it is officially part of Phase Four. Yeah, and it does mention that a second season is in is in development. So, hmm. interesting. You know, be a season fa- two. Fa- phase Four, though, is uh, <clears throat> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a little hard to describe Phase Four because this is the way again that Wikipedia breaks down the MCU. We had the Infinity Saga, which was Phases One, Two, and Three. You know, Phase One was Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man Two, Thor, Captain America One, and the Avengers. Phase Two was from 2013 to 2015, and was Iron Man Three, Thor Two, Captain America Two, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Two, and Ant Man. And then phase three was 2016 to 2019. So it was Captain America 3, Doctor Strange, Guardians 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor 3, Black Panther, Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Endgame, and Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay. Phase four, which they officially call now 2021 to 2023, Gee, what happened in 2020? Do you guys remember something? <laughs> nah, <laughs> it's a flash in the pan. I, I don't. I don't one hit wonder. I think but I can't, anyway, can't remember all of it. According to them, Phase Four is well. There's two sections. There's the films: Black Widow, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Eternals, Spider Spider Man No Way Home. Doc, th- those are all this year. Next year, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and the Marvels. In 2023, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. And then it's listed without a release date, uh, the Fantastic Four. Yeah. I don't know if we're ever really going to get a Fantastic Four movie. I don't. I hope it happens. I'd like to see a good I, version I, of Fantastic Four, but I don't they, know. I think we yeah, will. They they announced the director. Pretty, yeah, they, I'm pretty they, confident. They announced the director last December, it says, but beyond that, I don't know of anything that's been going on. And it's like if they wanted to get that in theaters in 2023, time's a wasting. So those yeah. are the film, the films for phase four. Now we have all these TV series. We had WandaVision, we had Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, that was only six episodes? Why did I think it was seven? I don't know. Anyway, uh, Loki. Then we have this What If series, which I believe is animated. Yes, it is. I don't even know why they even put that in Phase 4, because that's just, what if, they're just doing what if based off, like, the what if comics they used to have. Yeah, so that's going to be 10 episodes, and that says it's debuting in August. Then we're getting Ms. Marvel, which is going to be six episodes debuting in late 2021. Is that the, the Ms. Mm-hmm. Marvel? Is that the one that's stretchy, the comic, the fangirl like comic? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then the Hawkeye series, which it says TBA in terms of number of episodes, and that'll be in late 2021. Then next year, we're going to get six episodes of Moon Knight, 10 episodes of She Hulk, six episodes oh. of Secret Invasion. And a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. 
Why? And then also <laughs> Also listed for TBA in terms of when they come out, because these are all still listed as being either in pre-production or in development, Ironheart, Armor Wars, and an untitled Wakanda series. Methinks a little too much in a short period of time here. And it's like... I think so. WandaVision runs for nine episodes. Two weeks after it ends, Falcon and the Winter Soldier premieres, runs for six episodes. Now you did they did wait about six weeks before Loki debuted. Um, but it, then you're only gonna have about four weeks between Loki and what if. It's like I, I'm just afraid that between films and TV, you're just cramming too much into maybe a little bit more breathing. That's what I'm guess I guess what yeah. I'm getting because Star Wars they kind of learned that lesson. I mean, you know, Force Awakens fine, Rogue One fine, Last Jedi, yes, Morning Signs solo kind of bombed, Rise of Skywalker, lots of issues there. Oh boy, we're not doing any more films now until now Rogue Squadron, but that's still two years away from now. So they're giving films some time to breathe while they're kind of like you know, mining the uh, TV show section. Me right now, and obviously the Mandalorian's been a runaway hit. And even though I haven't started watching the Bad Batch yet, um, Bad Batch is good. Like, it sounds like it's been good, so I gotta, I gotta yeah. get off. That, no. you know? it's definitely worth a watch. I didn't but watch yesterday's like, episode, but I heard they got to break down the uh, origin of where Omega comes from, or well, I also, her, I her also heard is. about. I also heard about a certain character coming back, which. I guess should not have surprised me, um, but it did kind of, because even though I knew that he in canon was still alive, even during the events of the original trilogy, I guess I just didn't really expect to see Cad Bane come back. Yes, he came back last episode. Yeah, yeah. I heard that, so um, surprised me. He's, a, he's, he's, he's become a big fan favorite of the, of the oh, other yeah. animated he's a great, shows. He's a, yeah, he's a great villain. So, yeah, I'm kind of not surprised they did that. I was kind of wondering if they were going to. I, I think it's cool that they did. Um, actually, yeah. So yeah, he's, he's, very co- be... he's very cocky too. Yeah, <laughs> as a bounty hunter, he's oh, like, he I love. Yeah, he pretty much always. So I mean, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean. Good. We'll see what happens and with the rest of the Star Wars series because you know they said that you know Book of Boba Fett will be out and then not really sure where we're going to see season three of Mandalorian. It doesn't sound like we're seeing it this calendar year. I mean, it was supposed to be, but who knows? The last uh, they, I heard, last I heard, I think was that they haven't even actually started filming it yet. So well, if they, they haven't started I, filming it yet. I don't. See I'm how still a little pissed at Disney for fucking getting rid of. Um... Um, Gina Carano. Yeah, Gina Carano. So, um, I mean, it is I, what I, it is at this point. It, yeah, I, I agree. It is what I, it is, but it's still, it's like whatever. Like you get people can't. It's like you're not allowed to speak your mind, regardless of what, regardless of what she said. It's, and I don't particularly know what she said or care what she said, but people say shit all the time, and you know, for you to lose your job over something you said on social media that like 
from what I understand, it wasn't like racially or it wasn't any kind of bigotry or anything like that. It was just something political. And it's like, that's just freaking ridiculous in my it, personal it, opinion. It, it's, it was, it was really for two reasons. It was one, what she said was stupid because it was two. She had supposedly been told stop. And she didn't. Yeah, it was it's bad. No, it was it's it's no bad different. Choice and bad taste of what she used for to it's, make a point. It's, it's really no different if you're doing something at your work that your employer, and again, you can you can differ on this interpretation. But if you're doing something at your job that your employer thinks could be detrimental to their business in some way, shape, or form, and they tell you please stop doing this and your response is to ignore them you know they're i think you know they can be expected to say all right you're not going to do what we've told you to you know you're, you're not going to listen to us and what we're telling you what to do we think it's going to potentially hurt our bottom line you're not worth it bye-bye yeah, that's really yeah. what they, that's really what they did now would 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 it have affected their bottom line? Who knows? That's really that's really hard to say. I mean, it, most likely no. It would have taken some kind of hit, but nothing, uh, nothing that substantial. My whole thing is that she's not that great of an actress. She's very very stiff. She obviously has the physicality for the role, and she does have a certain presence about her. Will I miss the character? We'll have to see where they go. You know, I'm, you know, that's, that's yeah. the whole thing. It's like, I'm not shedding tears over her getting fired again because the reasons I just said, and I personally don't agree with what she said. I, like I said, I found what she said to be very stupid. Um, but, you know, it's the, the, that's, that's the only problem is that we don't really know what the full effect of it's going to be until we see new episodes. And right. um, there's also, of course, we don't even really know how much she was going to be in The Mandalorian going forward because they were supposedly giving her her own series, you know, and Mm. you know maybe maybe they'll decide to recast the role who knows um you know it's just a it's just a little bit of a wait and see on that one but yeah when is it be you know if your employers employers, again you know this goes for any walk of life your employer says don't do this and you continue to do this yeah there's good consequences when is um when does the obi-wan come out i don't remember i don't know when they've got is there that i think that's done filming I think they're they've wrapped production. I think that's completely done. Obi Wan Kenobi is scheduled to be released in 2022 and will consist oh, of six God. episodes. Six episodes, and it pushed it back that long. Damn. Well, I think they, it's early 2022 though. We'll put it this put it this way: they only started filming it back in April. So, and this is but, Star Wars, where there's extensive post production. So, you know. yeah. Ay, ay, craziness. So on a, on a flip side here, we have four minutes left in the game for the Suns and the Clippers, and the Suns are up by one. Ooh. They were up by 14, and now they let the Clippers come back. Uh, and I do not want the Clippers to win. I actually want Phoenix to win. Yeah, I'd like to see Phoenix Phoenix win. Uh, speaking of basketball, um, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna make this short and sweet and um, kind of ranty at the same time. <laughs> so being a Sixers fan... And uh, 
Now, I didn't watch the whole entire series, but I did follow the series, so I knew how the scores were going, and I knew who was playing and doing what within the series. I just didn't watch every game. Um, the Sixers, you know, blew game one because they decided that defense was not important, and they got outshot. Um, game two, they came back and they played defense and, and, you know, beat the Hawks and tied it 1-1. And then game three, they won again, and then they lost uh, – game four so it was tied two two and then they lost game five now it's three to two <laughs> and um they came back in game six they won game six to push it to a game seven but they could have won game five and that series would have been over because they blew like a 20 point lead like um, two games in a row, they blew yeah. huge leads. Yeah, so like it could have been over in two uh, a whole game or two games earlier. Like they just they screwed themselves, and then they go to game seven. And I'm watching game seven, um, uh, and I'm watching the second half of the game, and I'm just like, what the hell is going on here? And then it gets down to like the last three minutes, and who the hell is not on the court? Ben fucking Simmons. And I'm like, even the announcers, the guys calling the game, they're like, you cannot have your best player, one of your best players, sitting on the bench in the last couple minutes of game seven. Like, that should not happen. Like, could you imagine um, the Sixers sitting Charles Barkley in a in a series or sitting Allen Iverson or the Lakers sitting Kobe Bryant or Shaq at that time or – you know, oh, Shaq, yes, because it's horrible at free throws. Well, so. it, <laughs> Shaq and Tack was it was taking care of that one. All right. Well, maybe okay. So Shaq maybe was a bad example, but okay, Jordan or Pippen, you know, any of those guys that Hornacek and not Hornacek, um, um, Stockton and Malone. Could you imagine them teams sitting any or LeBron, fucking LeBron sitting in a game seven uh, in, uh, in a, of a series with the last, uh, two minutes to go or three minutes to go. That doesn't fucking happen. Like your superstars are supposed to be on the court. And what really made it tough is not only is he not on the court, but before he went out, he did one of the weirdest things I've ever seen a, a, a person do that 6'11 drives to the hole. He drove to the hole and fucking passed the ball. Like he had a clear dunk with a foul coming and he dunk, layup, passed and won. the fucking ball. <laughs> Like, passes the ball to the guy and then he gets double teams. Does that make sense? You I was know? like, what the yeah. fuck? Like this, like, and this has been my problem with Ben Simmons. Okay. He is by far a hugely talented athlete and definitely is an NBA player. I'll never say that he's not, but my problem with him is he doesn't care or doesn't perceive to care to fucking want to get better with free throws, with fucking jump shots he doesn't seem to fucking care about getting better like hey i'm fucking good enough to be able to drive the ball and pass kick the ball out or dunk if i got a clear shot and like he's content it seems and it seems this way i'm not saying that's really what it is but it, when you when you look at the way he plays in his progression as an athlete and in, a, in an nba superstar he hasn't fucking progressed. He's still the same player. And it's like, how can you be the same player? Like the greats progress. They get better at their craft. They continue to get hone their skills. And that's not what he's doing. And I don't know if it's because he doesn't really want to be in Philly, but he says he wants to be there. Uh, maybe he doesn't like playing second fiddle to Joel Embiid. 
Like, I don't know what it is, but something's not right. And I would hate to see him go to another team because he is a freaking very talented player. He's got to be. He's in the NBA. You got to be a talented player. You can't just be in the NBA and be yeah. some schlup. So I would hate to see him go to another team. And then all of a sudden you discover, oh, I can shoot. I just chose not to fucking do it because I, it was Philly. And I can't say that. I can't think that that's true, but I'd hate to fucking see it. Like, it would be terrible. I think it might be uh, from what I've been reading and kind of uh, trying to grasp and see what what insiders are, are talking about. Some of it seems like it's it's like a mental thing um, with this kid that he has a he has a mental hurdle that he's not able to get over. It, it's just very. So some of the things you talk about, it's very interesting for for a talented player like him to not work on his shooting range of of beyond 10 15 feet you know try to at least get something where you're shooting at least 30 to 35 percent from three or start getting a you know a a decent mid-range jumper for his height and his ability um when you shot the worst free throw percentage like 30 some percent in nba history worse than Shaq. that's Mm -hmm. just fucking that just blows my mind um Someone, I don't remember if I saved this. Uh, one of the sports websites I follow posted something that he's played in 36 in the 36 playoff games. He's only shot the ball beyond it was like 10 or 15 feet five times. Like That's shot in the ridiculous. ball past 10 feet. I think it was 10 feet, like five times or 15 feet. I could be out to look, but nonetheless no matter if it's 10 feet or 15 feet that's that's not really good for an nba player to not progress his mid-range game and he's been in the league for how many years now four or five i don't remember not only that you're talking about a point guard he's not it's not like he's a freaking power forward doing that he's at the fucking point guard of your team he's a 610 point guard and that is either scared to shoot can't shoot whatever the fuck it is He's your point guard. Point guards can shoot and are supposed to be able to shoot because they're supposed yeah. to be essentially a double threat. You don't know if they're going to dish the ball or if they're going to shoot the ball. That's the whole point of the point. The, the whole purpose of the position of point guard is to be able to be that deceiving person that, hey, I can shoot if I want to, but hey, you don't know if I'm going to dish the ball on a drive. Like I might try and drive and I'll dish the ball or maybe I'll be at a three point line and get kicked out to me. You know, it, it, it just boggles my mind. Like I don't understand how the Sixers. I guess I can understand how the Sixers would draft somebody like that with knowing the upside potential of the ability of somebody to be able to continue to hone their craft and get better. But he has not done that, which is just aggravating as a basketball you know, basketball fan. In watching that game too, what kind of baffled me is like you have, you know, you have your your guard playing a position where. It's like they were doing. It's like him and a B were in a, in, a, in 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 a role reversal. Why wasn't B taking so many three pointers? Yeah, at the end of the game, he took two three pointers. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, like it's he's like terrible he at threes. Is it like he can't make them? He can make them, but it's not something where he's he's hitting on a regular basis. Like that's he, you you shouldn't be relying on your your power forward or your your, your power forward. Pretty much, you can play both. Uh, all 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 front you know backcourt i'm sorry front court positions nonetheless he, he's not a, a consistent three-point shooter why, why is he even shooting this you have other guys in the team that should be shooting threes fuck ben like i said ben simmons should be learning how to shoot a three better than what he does 
I, I just think, I, I don't know. I feel like for my red, it's more of a mental thing with this kid. And the other thing too is not, not a knock against Doc Rivers. He has an NBA title. You know, he's, he's, he's has winning seasons, but I think the biggest thing with Doc Rivers is like, he just got outcoached. Like mm-hmm. you got outcoached by an Atlanta Hawk team. That is, you have a superstar on the rise and Trey young mm-hmm. and yep. the rest of that team is a bunch of ragtag players. That's uh, as how I kind of feel like, you know, it's, well, yeah. It's, Cause it's, it's you know, partner, you know, Capella is on that team. Great. You know, and there's some other players on there, but there's really no, there's, it, it's just a bunch of like second and third fiddle players that have been on other teams that are like yeah. ragtag. What was the, what was the white dude's team name? Was it uh, Hartner or Hartner? Hartner or Hartner? Um, I, I can't to, remember. I but how do you let that? How do you let that dude go off for like almost thirty? But you know what? It, <laughs> like, what? It's it, it's one of the things where, um, God, I'm, I'm having I'm, I'm see his face, but I'm having a brain for um because uh, what's his name took over as the coach for Atlanta, and him and Trey Young formed the relationship and the rest of the team bought in to what he was he was preaching i mean that's pretty much what helped them win that series against the sixers they just it's like it's kind of like they were they're like this year's version of the mighty ducks if you want to put (laughs) if you want to use an analogy you know i'm being serious like it's like that that is a team no one's expected to be in the eastern Conference finals right now against milwaukee and they came out and they beat milwaukee game one now in game two, Milwaukee talent showed up and, and the talent they have on that team and destroyed them in game two, which I feel like this this could be a run where Milwaukee finishes this series out and wins four games to one. Maybe four games to two, but I, I feel like they're still going to win the series uh, in yeah. five, maybe six, but I think it's going to be in five. Um, Nobody expected so think- the Canadians to be in the Stanley Cup final. Uh, you know that's the thing about it is too is like it, it's weird like this basketball season for the playoffs resembles more of like a hockey playoff because in hockey you know like look at nba right now in the nba both, both number ones are gone mm-hmm. there's like and, and it's very rare to not have at least one number one seed in in the in the finals in, in the conference finals so this is more like a hockey season where you have you know an eight playing a four in the, in the conference finals or something like that. It's like, it's more relevant in hockey because of how hockey's set up and well, how yeah. hockey works. They uh-huh. showed a statistic um, when the Hawks finished the series with the Sixers. The Hawks haven't won it since I forget what the year was. Milwaukee hasn't won it since some odd year. And both Phoenix and the Clippers have never won. So you have teams nope. in the in this conference finals on both sides that are fucking so two that never won and two that have not won in like seventy years, <laughs> decades, <laughs> like, multiple decades. Like, what the fuck is like? Where the hell did these teams come from? Like, and not to say Milwaukee's ever been bad, bad all the time, but because they've been making the playoffs, you know, in in recent years. But it's like. Where the hell did these teams come from? Like all of a sudden, these are the teams that are in the fucking conference finals, and one of these teams that has never won, yeah. and one of these teams hasn't won for decades, 
is going to be an NBA Finals like winner. It's yeah. like, this is crazy. And not, not that there's anything wrong with that. You need to see other teams become strong and, and play in the playoffs. I, you know, I, yeah. I, think, I think that's important um, for the league. And I would love to see the Suns win, but it's just like crazy that you don't have like one of these teams that has won in the last, you know, 30 years or less in the fucking finals. Or, you know, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm, I like the way the playoffs have come, gone this far. It, it's, it's, it, it's a nice change in regards yes. to how it usually goes. And, and think about like Milwaukee's a team that's kind of been in it, but it hasn't been able to really get over the hump per se for multiple reasons within the team, players, chemistry, whatever. So it seems like they've kind of gotten their shit together this year. And like I said, Atlanta's like that Mighty Ducks type of team. They're making a run with a great young player. He's, he's going to be, a, I think he's going to be a superstar. You have Phoenix with Devin Booker and Aiton and with a, with a, a veteran Chris Paul who's helping that team, I think, get over the hump and be better. And then the Clippers finally have a, <laughs> finally put a team of veterans together that actually can do something. So, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things. It's 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 a nice change of pace. You know, I mean, no, shit. You is. know, Pat should be happy. You know, the Knicks had a winning season; they were in the playoffs. I mean, hey, look, both your teams lost to <laughs> God take it out by the, the Atlanta Hawks. I mean. Should, well, it should have been Philly and the Knicks playing instead of <laughs> the Hawks that, and the that, of Hawks in Philly. That, of course, is the reason why why I'm not happy is because in the perception that I had was that the Hawks aren't any better than the Knicks, but Jaron looked that way in the series. Um, just to, just to, just to kind of build off what you guys are saying about how long it's been since you've seen home championships, the Hawks' lone championship. It was back in 1958, and they were still in St. Louis yeah. at the time. So yeah, they, they were St. Louis Hawks. But they weren't even Atlanta. The Bucks' last championship was in 1971 when Lou Alcindor mm-hmm. and Oscar Robertson were on the team. So, yeah. Um, so, Crazy, but right? you know, also putting that into some perspective because you, you had to bring up my team. So the Bucks and the Hawks are two teams that have actually – have longer championship droughts in the NBA than even the Knicks do. Because the Knicks' last championship, I think, was in 73. Um, you know, the Clippers and the Suns technically don't have a drought because they've never won one. So, and yeah. I'm pretty sure both franchises came into existence afterwards. So, yeah, uh, the, Sixer, the Sixers, the Sixers drought is getting pretty long too because their last championship was in the early 80s. Yeah, wasn't it like 83? 83. Yeah, it's 83. Because yeah, it was, I, I think, well, like not, the last year that um, yeah, I'm not great on NBA history, so yeah, I think it was '83, which is the last year I think that uh, Julius Serving played too. I think that was his last season or something like that, or very close to his last season. It was like '82 or '83. Uh, yeah, '80. But uh, as, as, as this, it was, as this... it was very interesting because in Philly you had a lot of the only team that wasn't winning was the Eagles, um, because you had the Phillies win a ser- win the World Series in the eight in '80. You I had did. the Broad Street Bullies winning in the 80s. Right? That was the 80s, too, I believe, the Broad Street Bullies I, area. Era. I thought they were more, I thought they, when they won, though, it was in the 70s. Maybe it was the, maybe it was late 70s. Maybe I was, maybe I got the time frame wrong. Yeah. And then you had the, the Sixers. The 80s, win. The, the 80s in the NHL, I think, were pretty well dominated by like the Islanders and the Oilers. But I think the Flyers may not have won. In the 80s, I think it might have been in the 70s, but I'd have to look that up, which I'm not doing at the present. But as this Suns Clippers game was winding down, um, 
for whatever reason, I was just like browsing the web, went to ESPN.com the other night, just in time to see that ending. Mm-hmm. Oh, the alley-oop? The alley-oop, yeah. Yeah, that was and, insane. You know, it was like, I whoever was the announcer, it was Van Gundy or what, whoever the color guy was, was saying about, I think this is the time where you got to try to do the alley-oop day in. And then they go and they do it and they pull it off. And I'm just like saying, I, I was like sitting here dumbfounded because I'm saying to myself, I don't think I've ever actually seen somebody, a, a team pull that off before. You know, especially because like there was what, like nine tenths of a second left. So I, I was just yeah. like, I, I was, I was pretty stunned and amazed and everything. Just, just looking at that. So I was like, God damn. And, and I mean, it worked just because of the fact that, you know, their, their star player, Devin Booker, makes that screen happen, does that screen to get eight and open because they they can't they couldn't cheat on that play. So they kind of had no choice, which was kind of crazy in itself. Yeah. Yeah. The Broad Street Bullies wins were 74 and 75. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a little off. Close enough to yeah. the 80s, though, that they yeah. were still considered winners. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we talk about championship droughts again. Like the Knicks are the only team that I root for who haven't won in my lifetime. You know, I've seen the Yankees win the World Series five times. I've seen the Giants win the Super Bowl four times. I actually saw the Rangers win a Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, with, well, it, it, it had been 54 years. And of course, they haven't, they've only even gotten back to the Cup finals once since then. So, um, but I've, I've seen North Carolina win multiple national championships in basketball. I guess I haven't really seen my college football team win a national championship because Penn State, I mean, they won in 82 and 86, which were both in my lifetime, but I wasn't following Penn State. Yeah, was I. Like, 86 was the first year I ever really watched football. I was five years old, and I was only ever watching the Giants that year. I mean, I wasn't watching college football. And even though Notre Dame won in 1988, I didn't. I was not a Notre Dame fan in 1988, so... Yeah, I only, yeah, I, only became, I only became a Notre Dame fan when I started considering going there. So I, before that, I hated Notre Dame. I mean, I've been able to see all my teams win a championship. I mean, I was still old enough to remember the, the Bears Super Bowl. But, I mean, the yeah. Cubs were the only one I was really worried about. <laughs> if I would ever see them do anything. <laughs> yeah, but, you, but, you, but, but like you said to me once before, and, you know, shit, you're wearing the hat. You know, you got to see the White Sox in 2005. Yeah before the Cubs did. So you at least got the one baseball, you know. Yeah, one out of the two. Yeah, I've seen the I've seen the the Phillies win and I've seen the Eagles win, but I have yet to see a Flyers or Sixers victory. So I mean I'll I'll just always be perfectly blown with you, you know, you're damn lucky you saw the Eagles win. I know. I don't think I'm going to see it again. I don't think I'll see another one in my lifetime because they're like, I feel like they're actually fucking trending backwards right now instead of trying to go forward. But yeah, the moment, it, it does seem a little bit like they're trying to figure out what they're, what they want to do. But I mean, it's like, it's, it really says something where you decide what three years or four years now, after you win a Super Bowl, you ditch the coach and the quarterback who. Yeah. Three years. Not, Cause they won in 17. No, no, I know Foles played in the super bowl and everything but you know Wentz was the quarterback during the season and everything but you know you really gotta be thinking that something's going wrong if that so short a period of time after you well, win the super bowl you, you ditch the people who got you there well and see the the problem my big thing is in in you know the organization will never fucking admit this but 
there there was something special about the coaching staff that helped those players be the players that they were that year because they had the same kind of adversity yeah. the uh, pr- pretty much every single year since then so what is the difference between then when they won and now my personal opinion coaching staff there was a there was a difference in the coaching staff and the way that they were able to relate to the players now Doug, Doug is a very uh people's uh players coach but he had other people there frank reich is very well known for being able to talk to carson in the language that carson understands and can relate to and works best under why do you think he's going why do you think he went to indianapolis where fucking frank Wright is you know the other coach that they had and i can't remember his name uh, for the life of me but he went on to be the um play caller uh, offensive coordinator uh, at another at another team um and he's he's had success the only person that hasn't had success since all this happened was doug so it was the whole thing that happened and 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 it's but it's what happens when teams win super bowls the co- the other coaches that are not the head coach and under contract get offered coaching jobs yep. other places it happens all the time the eagles did a very very poor job of replacing them of replacing and being able to keep the same momentum with the with the key factors that they had there was dissension in the locker room because alshon jeffries did not want to fucking be there he did not want to play whether it was carson that he didn't want to play for he just didn't like the eagles organization i have no fucking clue they tried to say it was carson that he didn't like playing for carson because he thought carson was not a good person um you know eventually the culture is killing the culture in the eagles organization from management that goes and that feeds right into your locker room is fucking killing that organization. And they can say whatever they want to, Oh, we got a great culture. The fuck you do, because why do players not want to play there right now? Why are your players that are supposed to be your franchise players, like your quarterback? Why don't they want to fucking be there? There's a reason you can't tell me your culture is good. So eat shit. (laughs) Were you, were you referring to John D Filippo? Yes, John T. Filippo. Yeah, yeah. He was he was the quarterbacks coach, and then he left to go be the Vikings offensive coordinator. He was only in that job for one year. Then he was the Jaguars offensive coordinator for one year, and now he's with Joe's team. He was the Bears quarterbacks coach last year. This year he is quarterbacks coach and passing game coordinator for the Bears. But yeah, you're definitely right. I mean, the Giants won the Super Bowl back in 1990. And, you know, it was largely the same coaching staff that had won them the Super Bowl four years prior to that in 1986. Um, You know, it was, you know, Parcells was the head coach. Belichick was the defensive coordinator. Um, I don't, Ron Earhart was the offensive coordinator in 86. I don't remember if he was still the offensive coordinator in 90. I think he was, but look what happened to the Giants coaching staff after that 1990 season. Belichick got the head coaching job with the Browns. Tom Coughlin was the wide receivers coach for the team. He left to take the head coaching job at Boston College, which is what really put him on the map then. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because like they had the big upset of Notre Dame a few years later, and then he part he really parlayed that into the uh, the Jaguars job, and then of course yeah. he eventually found his way back to the Giants. Um, so Belichick left, Coughlin left, uh, Ron Earhart, uh, yeah. 
Ron Earhart has still been the offense coordinator in 1990 because he retired. So they promoted Ray Hanley from running backs coach to offensive coordinator. All right. So he's never done, he's never been a coordinator before, at least not at the NFL level. Then all of a sudden, after Coughlin's gone, after Belichick's gone, Parcells up and decides he's retiring. That happened in like May of 1991. So mm-hmm. like the team really had no way to try to get another like top flight head coach. And they did the dumbest fucking thing they possibly could do. And they took Ray Handley, who had only just been promoted to offensive coordinator and promoted him to head coach. And over the course of the next two years, the team went uh, 14 and 18 with largely the same personnel that had just won them a Super Bowl. Now, a bunch of those guys were getting old, like Sims and LT and Leonard Marshall and, you know, a few other guys and everything. And they did themselves no favors by never really settling the quarterback dispute between Sims and Jeff Hostetler and everything. Mm -hmm, Yeah. But the organization made a terrible decision in response to what was a tough situation when Parcells decides to up and retire suddenly, you know, it's like, Hey, Bill, couldn't you have retired right after the Super Bowl? We would have just handed the job to Belichick, you know, (laughs) and that same Belichick would have been a great coach then because he obviously didn't have, he had some success there with Cleveland in the uh, in the early and mid nineties. So he got into the playoffs. Well, once Cleveland or still, <laughs> Cleveland still, right? Going on the down so, shit so, anyway too. So, and you also have no idea if Belichick would have succeeded with the Giants in, in that scenario and everything. But again, it would have. I still can't see how it wouldn't how it would would not have been better yeah. than what they had. Like, you know, so it was like the so the organization tripped over its feet and. Yeah. Well, and here's one more thing that with the Eagles organization just tells me there's something wrong there. Deuce Staley, who has been an exceptional running backs coach for quite a few couple of years, the the players love him. He's a players coach. Has a you know brings a good culture into you know the locker room for for the running backs and stuff like that, and is really taking what shitty type some some pretty shitty guys that shouldn't even be on the NFL team. You know they should be on the practice squad. And made them productive, help make them productive NFL players in the yeah. backfield. They did. They made him the assistant offensive coordinator, which means he doesn't fucking do shit as an offensive coordinator, except for maybe have a say in. Oh, this would might this might be a good play that we could try. That's about as much as he gets to say, if anything. They fucking overlooked him a, a fucking second time for the offensive coordinator fucking position. They refused, they refused to even think about giving him an opportunity to be the offensive coordinator and let him step up and do something that he's very well qualified to at least get a shot. At yes. least a shot. He fucking walked away from the organization. He said, well, okay, you guys aren't going to promote me. I'm sorry. I'm, re- I'm no longer going to be here. Like he fucking walked away. Like what kind of shit is that? Like, Give me a legitimate reason why he's not qualified for that position. Why is he not qualified for that position? You're giving oh, it to man. some. You're giving it to um, the the coach that they brought in. Um, shit. Um, damn it. Why can't I think of his name? Um, Their current coach. Yeah, uh, I can't think Dude, of his name. Sirianni. Yeah, Nick Sirianni. What the fuck has he proven that he's done? He he was the offense, offensive coordinator for fucking um, for Frank Reich. He didn't have to fucking do shit. Frank Reich is the play caller. Don't tell me he's not. You know Frank Reich's calling the play calls. Yeah. <laughs> so Nick Sirianni, all he did was learn for a year. That's the same thing that fucking Doug did. 
He learned for like a year under Nick Re- uh, under Andy Reid, and then fucking came to the Eagles. Now you're doing the same shit. You're tr- you're trying to reinvent the fucking wheel. Like, <laughs> yeah, Staley try- got fucked. Yeah, I was I I've, I felt well, bad for him because he he's he's he has such high praise from so many people, and he 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 deserved the shot. Yeah, he and did. Just there's no reason. Here's the only thing that I could possibly maybe think of. Did Staley get an interview for the head coaching job after they fired Peterson? No, he did not. Mm-mm. Okay, so that is weird because, according to his Wikipedia, oh. Clippers. In addition, in addition to being running backs coach over the last three seasons, he was assistant head coach. Oh yeah, that's right. They gave him assistant not, head coach. That's right. Not, that's yeah, what it was. So, so, so not assistant offensive coordinator, but assistant head coach, which makes you think that you're you're grooming him. Yeah. Yeah. So if they didn't even give him an interview, maybe it's because they felt he was too close. Uh, Phoenix won. Maybe they thought he yep. was too closely connected to Peterson. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so now he's the assistant head coach and running backs coach for the Lions. Who It's going to help that team. Who, who, but, but my point is they have a new head coach this year too. So from Saley's perspective, it basically was a lateral move. You know, he didn't get promoted yeah. or anything. But, again, yeah, it's like, He's a guy who played for the franchise and was a pretty good player for the franchise. And if you decide that, you know, you're not even going to give him a interview and you're going to risk losing him, which is what ended up happening. Um, it does, it does make one wonder a little. So I think for, for, for Deuce Taylor, he's going to go to a, a Detroit Lions team who legitimately haven't, have not had a good running back since Barry Sanders. They've had ups and downs. They've gotten, they've drafted good running backs, but they've never had coaches to be able to make those running backs produce in the, in the NFL. So if he proves and gets those running backs up to speed and gets them productive, that's going to be another notch in his belt to be like, Hey fuckers, I, I deserve a shot. So I think that's kind of going to a team like Detroit, which needs a good running backs coach and assistant coach and all that shit. This could be beneficial for him in the long run. Yeah. I'm, I'm always, I'm always fascinated when you look at like NFL coaching staffs from year to year to see how many times you recognize like the name of a, uh, you know, of a, of a former player. And it's like, Oh, that guy's coaching now. Yeah. Like, like, like uh, miles Austin. Remember him? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. He's the jets wide receivers coach. Now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, look at Tampa Bay. I mean, you get you get Tom Brady, and who's the offensive coordinator? A former quarterback, Brian Leftwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like you have a, a, a an ex quarterback who has a good offensive mind to be a coordinator, tagged together with greatest quarterback probably of all time, Tom Brady, and. Tom Brady's going to learn some new shit and Brian left, which you damn know. Well, no, he's learning some shit from Tom Brady. So that's just, you know, icing on the cake for Brian left, but yeah, another, another guy who was a talented quarterback just didn't happen for him in the NFL. But from what I've read about him too, he's, he's a talented guy as far as his mind and putting a scheme and a plan together as an offense coordinator. So it's, yes. it's working out for it, him. It's, it's one of those things. Some guys are, are talented enough to make it to, you know, the big show, NBA, NFL, you know, hockey, whatever it may be, but maybe they just don't have that 
that it factor that makes him a great player, but they have the great mind that helps the other players that have the it factor be the great players that they are. They know how to coach those people because they understand what the the player themselves is going through because they've done it, but they also have the mind of being able to put together the scheme, put together the, you know, this is going to work. This won't work. You know, try this, try this, you know, they can put all that shit together. And, and that's what makes a really good coach is understanding what the players are going through most like because they've done it. And then yep. having that mindset of, okay, being able to analyze things that the player themselves doesn't necessarily see. It's just crazy, but that's cool. Yeah. So I, I can honestly say I'm not necessarily – I'm looking forward to football, but I'm not really looking forward to watching the Eagles play, even though I will watch every single game. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for sports bets to, to, to see, like, uh, what the sports bets are, to see uh, what they have. Um, oh, the odds? As, uh, yeah, the odds of uh, what game they think Justin Fields will <laughs> start for the Bears. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, I put it. I put yeah. it within the first four, four to five games. That's what I'm putting. I'm putting the over <laughs> under four to five. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to be watching the Bears as much as I watch any other team that's not the Giants or one of the other NFC. Yeah, I know because of year, because, because of that pick coming to the Giants next year. Because hey, depending upon what the fuck happens with the Giants this year, they may be looking for a quarterback next year. So. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I've already been looking up to see, like, you know, all right, who are the top quarterback prospects in next year's draft and everything? And, you know, kind of looking at all of them right now and just going, like, uh, I don't know. It's like, oh, wait, a guy from Liberty, you know, and you know, shit like that. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just, we'll just see how, uh, how all of that shakes out. But, all right, gentlemen. So we have been going for two and a half hours now. I think we should. Ooh. I think we got to call. I think we got to call it a night. Call it a night with this episode. Oh, um, well, I, I just, I just want to throw one other thing out here, real right. quick, because we've all barely right. talked about it at all as a subject, which is fine. But did you know, or do you realize that tomorrow? Well, hey, it's after midnight, so today now <laughs> is yes. the ten-year anniversary of the pipe bomb promo wow that mm-hmm. is crazy Shit, and, he's been out of wrestling for that fucking long <laughs> well he, a little bit shortly after less that. than that but yeah 2014 2014 i think is when he walked out so that's, that's seven and a half years but it's like my god it's been 10 years since he sat down on top of that stage and Started cutting that promo and everything. So there's Cole like, Cabana. How you doing, Cole Cabana? <laughs> I actually, speaking of the wrestling, I, I actually watched today the um, the Stokeholm biography on A and E. They were showing a replay, and I started watching the Macho Man one uh, before we started the podcast. The Stokeholm one is interesting, considering the fact that they actually he actually says the reason he took his ball and went home. Is because they wanted him to job, wanted him to do a work for Brock, mm-hmm. and he didn't want to do it because Brock. They didn't have any story behind it. There was no reason yeah. that they were fighting. He was just like, it doesn't fucking make sense. Yeah, yeah. It's, at, it's at a time where they were clearly just like you know, oh, the ratings are slipping. What do we do to 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 to, to get them better? Put the I young kid it. against a veteran. Why don't we have Stone Cold go job job out to Brock? But we're not going to promote the match in any way and say it's a king. We're just going to say it's a King of the Ring qualifying match. I mean, it was it was it was it was bad. Um, 
those in a lot of ways, I don't blame them for walking out. So, um, no. like, like I said, I, mean, I, I actually do have a, a lot of admiration for those guys who are basically able to say, I don't need this. You know, that's why I like, like, I remember like, you know, our, our good friend there being so pissy when punk walked out and I was like, she felt like they weren't using it properly. He wasn't enjoying what he was doing. Yeah. I'm, I kind of admire him for saying, fuck you. And, and, and Other professions do it all the time. I don't like working here. I'm going to go find another fucking job. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, that's, that's the way, that's the way employment works and everything. But um, it was, yeah. it was that, that and some yeah, other that, stuff with medical was... teams and things. There was a bunch of things, but each, yeah. each one of their things was a bit different, but I mean, you know, it, it's, it's hard because like their profession compared to what we do as normal people, you know, normal <laughs> nine to five jobs, however do you want to cons- describe do it. Do not pull me in with the rest of you normal people. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the nine to fivers, it's totally different. It's, it's totally, it's totally different. Yeah. You know, Vince was, Vince was pissed, you know, uh, it was like, he got punched in the balls, you know, like he always got kicked in the balls from stone cold, but um, you know, cause stone cold have, done it differently yeah he's already admitted to that but at the same point you know the where he was at the time of his life he was just kind of like mentally drained is like why the fuck are you doing this to me so like it made yeah. no sense so he's just like i'm 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 done i and think he was I already think... worn out from other shit and his divorce and all our crap so the injuries he... i think we're really starting to yeah. get to that point and everything but um, you know, just, just kind of talking about the whole A&E biography series. I thought overall they were very good. That savage one, though. I was only, I watched the first 50 minutes of that one. It was. Tell me, tell me what you think once you get to the end of it, because there was a lot of controversy in like the, the, the Twitter verse and just like the online wrestling world with the, with the savage episode, especially when compared to some of the others well i don't think bob the love love sponge fat piece of shit needs to be on any fucking thing that's wrestling related that a and e did on the why he was in any of the biographies because that guy's fucked over a lot of people i'm not just talking about the hogan thing but other other wrestlers and done some shitty shit so yeah i don't even want to fuck to talk to that guy Cornette reviewed i want to say every episode and I'm pretty sure he was like, you know, what the fuck is that motherfucker doing there? Well, so yeah, I Bischoff, Bischoff was pissed off that he, he didn't know he was going to be on any of this shit either. And he was pretty pissed about it. Well, yeah. yeah. And it doesn't make sense because he was part of the whole one of the he was like a real dick to Savage. Like when Savage now, granted, Savage did put out a freaking rap song, which was kind of silly and kind of weird, too. But like he went on and blasted him like hard blasted him for and pretty much just just tried to destroy him as far as his character and everything it was like really terrible yeah and he he used people he was a user he used a lot of people so Mm -hmm. it's for he used a lot of people for his own gain and his own celebrity and 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 whatnot so he's just he was only friends with hogan he was yeah he used hogan to 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 beef up his own personal celebrity yeah. his own personal status yeah uh, i'm sure he has and he basically screwed over hogan too so yeah, <laughs> yeah he's just because well, yeah because didn't, didn't he leak the hogan tape i suppose it, well i mean it was with 
his wife. So you could say that Hogan was screwing him and everything. But yeah. I mean, just put it this way. Anything that involves that whole Hogan sex tape and everything, nobody came out of it looking good. No. Just no. All, all around, it's just one of the biggest, like, yeah. things in wrestling. So, yeah. So, I, you know, after watching the Stone Cold one, there was, yeah, I mean, I've listened to a lot of his podcasts, but a lot of the podcasts are talking about other people, not so much him. So it was kind of good to see like perspective in regards to what he was going through. And it's, it's different. Like people could be mad about him taking his ball, you know, going home, but like the life those guys live, like when you're a fan and you're just watching it, you're like, Oh my God, what's he doing? But at the same point, we're not, we're not living that lifestyle. We don't know what that lifestyle is like. Yeah. We have our nine to five jobs. We get stressed out, pissed off about our jobs and coworkers and stuff like that. But you know, one, we're not getting paid as much money as them. Two, you know, they have their stress level is is a hundred times worse than ours. Yeah, we we go back we go back to the same home every night. You know. Yeah, you know they're they're living in cars, living in hotels, and it doesn't matter if it's if it's a fancy hotel. You're still living in a fucking hotel. You know, no matter how nice it is or whatever the case may be. So it's just that lifestyle of travel and traveling and barely seeing your family. That takes a toll. I mean, it's, you know, you talk about how it's become dependent on other substances to get through this stress and the day to days that they have to deal with. So, you know, he talked about him still repairing his relationship with his two daughters. Like that's, that's just, yeah, that, that was the one part of that. I almost kind of wish they had spent a little bit more time on because his daughters weren't interviewed for which it's like, I'm just going to assume they didn't want to be, which, obviously is their choice yeah but when he's talking about the fact that like you know his wife his first wife who was british as far as i know yeah uh, she was she know, was from Britain yeah or something like, like that yeah like, like like took them to england on like a visit and then 9-11 happened and then she got scared to get back on an airplane and everything so she like never came back with the girls and then he said like he's talking on the phone and all of a sudden they've got british accents and you know he like you know flipped them out yeah. and everything he implied that his relationship with his daughters is better now. I got the feeling it's still not great. No. And, again, I could, I, and again, I could understand he didn't want to go more in depth into that. But in a lot of respects, like that ended up being like one of the more, you know, interesting parts of the whole story. Interesting, like, genuine parts. Yeah. It's like obviously they're going over his wrestling career and, and, and everything, but it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm not really for, for me, I'm not really getting a lot new out of it. Just like, like, and just like by comparison, the Booker T one wrestling isn't even mentioned until about 40 minutes into it because they're talking about the hard youth he had, the, just, run-ins with the law you know his uh his robbery spree if you will um yeah training himself out in jail and everything like that so you know it's like that really helps you better understand who he is now and everything than just like saying well you know he started on global wrestling federation and then he moved over to wcw <laughs> and you know he's there with his brother and then eventually he became wcw you know so obviously they cover all of that but it's like what happened to him before he ever got into wrestling is really a lot more interesting than what he ever did in wrestling. So, um, the other thing too was like with that entire series, the whole like eight episodes that they did of it, uh, and this is something Cornette and his co-host kept mentioning on when they were reviewing. It wasn't the same people doing 
every episode. It was like a different no. group of filmmakers doing every episode. So there's little like filmmaking flares that are different from like one episode to the next. So mm-hmm. you're not gonna get that you're not gonna necessarily get like a consistent um viewing experience, I guess you could say. Um that doesn't really detract from everything. Like I said, I thought all of them were pretty good except for the savage one and i thought a lot of the savage one was good but again you just watch the whole thing and i think you'll see what i mean yeah i I gotta watch i think the last the last part of i I watched was um (laughs) and it made me laugh i was like hogan you're so dumb sometimes savage and steamboat were trying to upstage me and giant and then like the next thing steamboat's like yep we we knew Hogan and Giant were in the main event. We had to, we had to, me and Randy had to do what we had to do to upstage them. I was like, that's fucking awesome. It's like, <laughs> it's like come on now, man. I mean, <laughs> Hogan, Ho, there's there's a slight bit to where Hogan's right in that, and that's the whole thing that Savage Steamboat could never upstage Hogan Andre in terms of spectacle. Oh yeah, you know, in terms of what people bought their tickets to see because obviously if you bought a ticket to go to WrestleMania three, it was to see Hogan Andre and anything yeah. else basically was like icing on the cake. The fact that you got, you got treated to one of the best WWF matches ever is was, you know, was a bonus, but you were there to see Hogan Andre, you know, as, as, uh, plotting, yeah. I mean, as, as plotting and as eighties big man match as it was, you know, yeah. 163 <laughs> spots. <laughs> That's just insane, though. Like, just <laughs> I could never memorize that. Are you kidding me? And I feel Neither like I have I. pretty good memory, but there's like it's like 163 spots for a wrestling match. At some point, I'm gonna for, I'm gonna confuse step 84 with step 112. <laughs> but that's what you gotta do to be the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta finish. I gotta yeah, see when it's on again so I can finish watching it. That's I, that's the way it might be on demand too. I should check it out. That's that's the way Savage always was though. Like um, Bruce Pritchard's told the story that when Savage, when uh, when Dusty came to WWF and he was working that program with Savage throughout 1990, uh, they were doing they kept doing the match on the house show loop the way Dusty wanted it done, and Pat Patterson started bitching at Savage and and Pritchard because like Brother Love was like cornering for Savage and Sherry during this time because they were doing like a lot of those like mixed tag matches so Pritchard says that Pat Patterson starts bitching why are you letting this guy from the south come up and tell you what to do no you're the WWF guy you run the match so Pritchard says that like you know they go talk to Dusty before like the next show and like they they go into the bathroom because he said that's where you always get the business done and yeah and 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 saying like savage starts and he's like we'll dream we'll uh gonna do things a little differently tonight and uh brother love why don't you tell him how it's gonna go (laughs) so he's like he's like leaving it to pritchard to tell dusty what they're gonna do so pritchard lays out that just shows the amount of respect that savage had for dusty Probably not to want to step on his toes and say, okay, we'll do it the way you want to do it. Right. So, so Pritchard goes through the whole spiel, like this whole match that he and Savage have come up with. And Dusty's standing there and he just finally goes, it feels like going against the grain, baby. And Savage goes, okay, uh, I understand what you're saying. And, uh, well, that's what we're going to do. See you out there. 
<laughs> the one part I always forget about is I forget that him and Elizabeth had been married like before he even got into the WWF. Oh yeah. I think they were married from 84 to 92. So the ironic part is when they, they do the whole SummerSlam thing, that's a 91 and they're actually divorced the next year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and then of course they did and of course they they did all the stuff in WCW then too, um, you know when when they brought her back in in like '96 and then, you know at first she's with them and then she like turns on him and they do the whole thing where she's like giving all his money to Flair, and then when the NWO stuff starts and like the NWO kind of like kidnaps her and then they're almost like holding her like as like a hostage for a couple of months and then awesome. Savage. Comes and then Savage comes back and ends up joining the NWO. So then they're reunited and they started the whole people page. Reunited <laughs> and it feels so good. <laughs> okay. You know what? I'm done looking at both of you guys that. now. <laughs> you say that and I want to say Bischoff might have started singing that song when they did that. Why would that not surprise me? I want to say he did that, but I don't remember for sure. <laughs> my oh god. my god. That's too funny. All, All right. right. Yes. Okay, that brings us to the end of our show with that uh, little singing thing that I did, which was terrible. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but it's been a great. fun show. It's been a great show. Uh, we appreciate everybody for watching. Uh, wherever you're catching this, if you're listening to it, we thank you for listening. Um, uh we're just happy to see that there are more and more people uh, catching our episodes and listening to them and hopefully finding the enjoyment that um, that we are having doing them, that you guys are getting the same enjoyment out of listening to them or watching them. So, shenanigans. Yes, our shenanigans. So this was more of a bullshit session than it was of uh, you know sports session, but that's okay because uh, it, it had to be entertaining because I was laughing my ass off a lot. So uh, Our offbeat shenanigans. <laughs> Is that how so, I think Christian always said it was? So. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so with that, we're going to say good morning, good afternoon, and good night, and we'll catch you on the next episode.